This is episode 23 of That Time I Got Reincarnated in In the the Same same world. World as an anime podcaster, where we explore the world of anime and manga. I'm your host, Isekai Sensei-sama, a.k.a. Brad. I'm joined in this week ball by Bento Baggins, a.k.a. Ben. Sashibori. And Kermit D. Grog. Ahoy hoy, this is going to be a weird one. <laughs> As we dive into the meta of entertainment and culture, don't forget to check out our social media, rate the podcast wherever you can, and tell your friends. You can find links in the description and on our website, animepodcasterreincarnation.com. Come hang out with us on Discord, Listen to our Spotify playlist and get episodes early by supporting us on Patreon. Before we get into our discussion today, I have a somewhat ridiculous list of things to go over for news. Oh my, I guess we're, <laughs> we're just about on the fall season and whatever yeah, else is going on. So very close. This Lay it on half me. a page. Yeah, it's pretty long. Uh, so to kick it off, uh, just a couple reminders. At the end of the month, we're getting Freerian. And also shortly thereafter, or the same day, I didn't write that down, uh, Firefighter Daigo. Um, so we had talked about those before, but I just want to give a reminder because we're very, very close. We're close now. They were far away, but now they are close. That's such as the, the matter of time. Uh, so starting on October 1st, we've got we've got quite a list here. So... We'll start off with the family circumstances of the unreliable witch. Is this a light novel turned manga I, turned anime? I don't think it's a really? light novel. Um, it's as as far as I can tell, it's a gag manga. Oh, I've been reading it for a while. It's it's pretty ridiculous, but I I have a lot of fun with it. I'm interested to see, to watch the anime to see if they get the tone the same. Because there's parts of it where I could see them maybe not understanding <laughs> it's what the humor is. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I think it's it's like as irreverent as like a bobo. That's saying some things. Yeah. So so it it'll be interesting to check out. We'll see how it stacks up to which watch as I'm a recent conversion to which watch. Mm. Uh on the second, we've got a couple here. Um I'm in love with the villainous. This is a isekai villainous manga. Um, it's become somewhat popular on the Otome Isekai Discord recently because of the upcoming anime. Shoutouts to Heroin Addiction. Lots of people talking about it there, so I just want to give that a shout out. I've been reading it for a while. I think it's it's really fun. It's uh, it's interesting because the isekai person is the original heroine, but instead of like following the original story, she was in love with the villainous in her previous world. So she like goes after the villainous. Oh, um, who is Sundare like hardcore. So it's a, it's, it's fun, but also dramatic and, and there's a lot to it. It's so the Otome stuff. Yeah. It's pretty interesting. Sounds neat. I don't know that I'll watch the anime, um, because I'm, I've been reading the manga, um, for the longest time and I'm, you know, whatever in, in, <laughs> in that respect. But, um, it's an anim- it's a manga I like, so I wanted to shout that one out. Um, another one on the second, a playthrough of a certain dude's VR MMO life. <laughs> I think that's uh, a Rick and Morty bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, this one has been on my reading list for a long time, but it's one that I only read like two or three chapters of every once in a while. 
for whatever reason, I'm not really that interested in it. And yet you continue to go back. It's got some interesting things in it. Okay. But overall, it's sort of it's sort of like a lit RPG kind of thing where like they are very heavy in like the actual numbers and stuff. Mm. Um, but there's certain things in it that are, that are interesting. And when I saw it on the list of upcoming stuff, I was like, really? They're making an anime of that. You've talked about every season of just, they put on the glove, they do the little, you know, they snap it against the wrist and then they reach down into the icky bucket of isekais and isekai likes and they just keep digging down and down and down and at some point they pull out something unexpected from the bottom but yeah. you know the full contents of the bucket i think i think yeah i think that's probably one of uh gonna be one of this season's shovelware isekai so uh on the third we've got the saint's magic power is omnipotent season two it, it sure is <laughs> um that's another manga that i read it's uh, it's more of a straightforward kind of like isekai and becoming a sanctus thing um, with the slight twist that like she gets isekai with this other girl. And as soon as they get there, they think the other girl is the saint and not this girl, our main character. Um, it's it's fun. And I'm looking forward to season two. I, I did watch the, the first season of that and I enjoy it. So, OK, something to check out, especially for. Our Otomo Isekai listeners. On the fourth, the eminence in the shadow is back. Everybody remember that? Brad, I haven't known a single anime we <laughs> haven't already talked about on this list yet. If you're an Isekai fan, you know what eminence in the shadow is. So, Shout out to all my Isekai is fans. Is it connected to what we do in the shadows? Can, can, can I read the next Tangentially. one? Uh, yeah, okay. So another one on the fourth. Okay. I picked up a young lady who broke off her engagement, and I teach her all kinds of bad things, colon. I feed her delicious food, let her be fashionable, and make her the happiest girl in the world. They've taken oh. it too far. It's gone too far now. That was a roller coaster. I was so worried that entire, from moment one, I was like, oh God, where are we, what's going on? So I'm like waiting for... The extra terrible. Not an isekai. Not an isekai. Not an isekai. <laughs> That's insane. It might be a light novel. It's a I'm light novel. Sure. It has to. Yeah, but um, Ben, I'm in agreement. That is getting. They make me laugh, but that one's getting out. Of, that's getting out of hand. If you're being, if, if that title is being played straight, that's too much. May, maybe with kanji, it actually fits on a book cover, but I don't know how this is going to work to print. This is actually one of I think two or three. That when I was looking them up, they only had the Japanese name listed, so I recognized it from like the description and the, and the picture. Mm. But I was like, "Wait a minute, which one is this?" So I looked them. And I'm like, "Why? I don't understand why they're just going by the Japanese name here." But this is a really it's it's very uh, it's sort of slow, like slice of life kind of thing. Um, very wholesome. Um, is it? Yeah. Okay. When when it says teach her all kinds of bad things, so she was like abused in her household and then got kicked out. So this is and like so, a like parent child or mentor mentee, a senpai and a kohai, if you allow me to be a deep a weeb for a moment. I would agree with you, except then 
you know, as I explain stuff, you would be like, oh, that's gross because they, I mean, I already got that vibe. Love. That was when the, she, the specifically the phrase young girl and then broke off annulment. And then it's like, I teach her bad things. And I'm like, oh, no, we're on red alert. Yeah. We're on red alert. But like the bad things that he's teaching her is like, we're going to have some ice cream in the middle of the night and we're going to stay up late. And, you know, like, oh, cutesy stuff that's like. That you would tell a child. I'm still in is fear. Bad, but like I'm still in fear if there's no, a romantic. It's, it's very cute. What, is he her father or her lover? No, he just like picked her up in the woods. Brad, you have to. You have <laughs> to answer no, the question. No, bro. this. Is, hey guys, this is this is this is foreshadowing. This is foreplay to the topic of today's episode. There is absolutely no lewdness in this at all. Then That's why the isn't it a parent-child relationship, Brad? What do you mean? Why does it have to be parent child? Because he's because the alternative like makes my stomach feel icky. <laughs> why can't why can't she have not experienced the world and he helps her to experience the world? Yes, that is the things that I said. A a parent child, a mentor mentee, a senpai and kohai. Why does that have to be? What? I, whatever. Let's move why on. Why can't you be in a romantic relationship and do that stuff? Mm. I, also, when you said young lady, young lady is also a key. Let, Brad, let's move on. I don't want to talk about this anymore. <laughs> we'll, we'll be here all day. This is an episode by itself. Okay. Well, on to something much less controversial. Um, on on the also on the fourth, um, Uma Musumi Pretty Derby. Oh, the horse anime is back. <laughs> the horse anime that when I was at my near my peak horse dumb, I watched one episode and went. I'm <laughs> I put this on here because there are people on the Otome Isekai Discord talking about it. And I was like, what the heck what is this? What if girls were horses? Yeah, it's pretty insane. Musume. Oh, okay. I was like, that. what does that have to... Musume means like daughter. Or like young girl. There comes that young girl again. Yeah. So it's... Yeah. I mean, literally, I think it means daughter. <laughs> Musume and Mus- Musuko. But I, I, I honestly, I didn't even look into Pretty it. Derby. I just heard the name, yeah. and I was like, uh, "Okay, <laughs> I don't, I, whatever." On the fifth, the oh Ancient gosh. Magus Bride is back, season three, um, which I didn't even know was happening. I haven't watched season two yet, <laughs> but I really enjoyed the first season of that. So um, I guess I'm looking forward to season three. Uh, and on the sixth, Rising of the Shield Hero season three, Patui, which will be interesting to hear people's opinions of because pretty much everybody hated season two. I was cool ahead of time. I hated episode one. <laughs> uh, something you I'm might sure people like it. I'll get off my horse. Uh, and on to Uma Masumi. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, something that you have probably heard of. Uh, on the sixth, Undead Unluck. Oh, uh, that hadn't come out yet. I guess it was just the teaser trailer. Yeah, I would check that out. I read some of the manga, and everybody's been saying that the manga, like, it's one of the few jump series that, like, kind of was lost for a while, and then just did something else and found its footing, and now it's doing real well. So, <laughs> I've, I've, I, would, I, heard, I would give it a gander. I heard some mixed things on the Shonen Flop Discord. Yep, about it, but um, I, I thought it had an interesting premise overall so the people who i generally trust seem to speak well of it mm. so i think when i'm itching for another shonen series i'll dip my toe back into that 
also on the sick. Oh. oh, there you go. She's so she's reading the manga. How long yeah. has she been reading? But she it can't for? watch the anime. It's not out yet. Um, I don't know. I think she can watch the trailers and say I like it. I mean, true. <laughs> she was she was telling me that she likes the relationship between the guy and the girl. Hmm. So see I that was see that, what I from what I read. That was something that someone was saying they were uncomfortable with. Yep, there's so. definitely bits in the beginning that are. <laughs> It may, it's a topic that would come up in today's episode if I had read more and had more of an understanding of where it was and where it went. Uh, also on the 6th, Goblin Slayer is back, season 2. Goblins! I hate goblins! I hate goblins! Which is the abridged version, but yeah. it's still great. <laughs> the actual anime is pretty good. The abridged version is also really good. So, All I know about it is one of my favorite bands does the opening. Or oh, and yeah, yeah. Uh, on the seventh, Faraway Paladin is back. I forgot. <laughs> I didn't know it would come back. We didn't. We didn't watch all of season one. Nope. It wasn't good enough. Oh, Brad, this this list is truly epically long. Oh my gosh, I'm, <laughs> I'm still waiting for something we're, on it. We're getting to the end, and you'll definitely want to stick around to the end. I know what's. I know what's there. I'm just waiting for it. Um, so I got other news related to it on the seventh again. I shall survive using potions. <laughs> so that's an isekai I actually haven't read. Wow. Yeah, uh, it is on my to read list. Um, I'd heard some good things about it, put it on the list, but I haven't read it yet. It's an isekai born from that fact that everybody that plays RPG hoards all their items, and in this one, they exclusively use their items to just succeed at everything. Mm-hmm. I thought it was this just the- about diabetes. It's insulin. He survives using potions. It's my retirement plan, actually. To to get diabetes? (laughs) No, to survive using potions. Oh. (laughs) Uh, Also the seventh, uh, Tear Moon Empire. Uh, It's a... What do we call them? A... uh, Anime. What's the... (laughs) What would you call it when someone dies and then goes back in time? Regression. Regression. That's the word. Oh, I didn't know there it's was a, a word regression for that. isekai. Okay. So there's a princess. I've been doing heroin addiction long enough. Uh, you, know you've spent enough time around the scholar. Um, but yeah, so there's the princess. She goes through her life. She's like not. She's pretty selfish. I don't. I wouldn't say evil, but she's an airhead, and she gets executed because her country goes to shit. She re- regresses. She gets another shot at it. And then it's a comedy because she's trying to avoid being executed. And in doing so, uh, everybody around her starts to think that she's a genius, even though she's literally just like doing whatever comes to her mind to try and avoid being executed. And it always happens to be. Um, I, I like the, the, the manga. How oh, Caiaphas came to you. All right, one more thing. Here's it's the big on in, the seventh. Unless it's not the big in. Go ahead. It's Spy Family it season is. two. It is Spy Family. Also, Spy Family news <laughs> literally announced just yesterday in a Nintendo Direct. Spy Family is getting a Switch game around based around Anya, and it looks adorable. Adorable is a word you could use, yeah. Oh, you're not. I I don't know anything about it. No, honestly, I I watched the trailer. I was like, why? Why? It looks adorable. It looks gives me like (laughs) cute little cozy like Animal Crossing, you know. Yeah, similar things. I'm sure it's fine. It just 
It's it's not your kind of game. It struck me as strange that 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 it was like here's the Spy Family game, but it's this very specific. Well, you have thing. to think about it. That thing has been in production probably pre the anime because games take a while to make. Maybe yeah. Um, or in last... in conjunction with the first season. I mean, Chainsaw Man doesn't have a a game yet, does it? That's not a phone game. Like new new manga getting animes or getting video games is kind of a big deal yeah like spy family's not that old i'm excited in so much as it's an ip that i like and i hope it ex- succeeds i don't think i'm gonna play the game i don't think i care we're gonna play have it you... on the channel guys <laughs> have you ever liked an anime video game um you make that you one, drive a hard bargain that one one piece i feel uh, like it pirate warriors 4 was fun but yeah. it's not like I don't know if there's an anime game that I would call great. I think I liked the dot hack sign games. That was, that was it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like there, like anime games are usually like maybe that's an episode. We'll do one on anime yeah. games at some point and go like, wow, mid but fun. <laughs> <laughs> Allow me to recite all the English audio barks for One Piece Grand Adventure. <laughs> well, that's the whole list. So Whoa. that's a. I just saw a lot that I recognize. I mean, so it's I the new season, and yeah. you recognize a lot because they keep reaching into the bucket. <laughs> I think there's there's really only two on there that I would call shovelware. So I think it'll I think it'll be a good season for people who actually watch anime, which is apparently not us. <laughs> we watch some of it. We already have planned what we're watching. I mean, we're gonna watch Spy Family. We're gonna watch some Spy Family. And uh, Freerin, we will watch Freerin. That's going to take its own night. That's its own night. It's two hours long. It's its own night. (sighs) So everybody, today is a very special, cursed, uh, maybe more heavily edited (laughs) episode that we've ever done. Um, uh, in 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 honor of us hitting episode twenty three, which is one third of sixty nine. Nice. Well, there's three of us. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's so perfect. There are three of us. Uh, we're doing a hopefully not too cursed. Oh wait, no, it's all screwed up. Ben wasn't on the last episode. This is his twenty second. Oh, we're not doing fractions, <laughs> my dude. No, 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 none of this. We are back, back. I, you can't avoid this. We're doing what I've been calling ages the cursed horny episode, or probably put more academically, uh, uh, like investigating and diving into sexuality and similar things in manga and anime, because it shows up a lot, and there's a lot that we're kind of like, mm, really wish this wasn't here. Yeah. So big content warning for this. Um, this is probably the first one that will actually be marked as explicit. Um, I'm not going to be editing out swear words or stuff like that. Don't know where the boat's um, going. So, And I would say, uh, if you know us in real life, you might not want to listen to this. Oh, gosh. I don't know if anybody <laughs> I know listens to this. Yeah. Fair uh, warning. I've got some probably <laughs> trauma related to this stuff. Nothing like, you know, explicit or violent or anything, but like. I guess, I mean, I guess that's how we're starting with this. Each of us is coming from a different place talking yeah. about this. So I guess I wanted to set that ground rule before we properly put the boat in. So if, uh, if you have any kind of feelings about that kind of stuff, uh, I th- you can skip to the next segment. 
where we will also be talking about some horny related stuff, but not as heavy. <laughs> yeah, we will. We will. Uh, the even though this is going to be explicit, at least my intention is to not try to make anybody uncomfortable. Yeah. But I think we're going to delve into uncomfortable things, and that's just part of the process. But hopefully nothing too literally explicitly described. I don't mm-hmm. think that's our intention. But again, don't know I mean, where the boat's going. I was thinking about vividly describing the fisherman's wife, the first instance of hentai. <laughs> is that where the is that where the tentacle stuff comes from? Yeah. Yeah, no, since since the early seventeenth uh, century. Japanese have been drawing anime girls getting it on with squids. Oh. Have you ever seen that um the 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 drawing of like the octopus or whatever and the woman and it's like it's real old. Um yeah, what's that, 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 that not the thing that Ben is describing That's right the fisherman's now? wife. Yeah. That's oh, the I thought wife. I thought you were describing an actual like series of things. Isn't that just no, a single no. picture? Yeah, the fisherman's wife is the okay. uh, painting of the lady in the squid. Yeah, or Look maybe it's up. an octopus. I'm not a on your own time. I think it was an octopus. I think it doesn't really it matter. matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Suffice it to say, we consume a lot of anime and manga, and we are generally uh, uncomfortable at moments when sexuality is put in there, and it's present. And admittedly, we watch a lot of, or at least I know I read a lot of like shonen stuff, which is admittedly supposed to be for teen boys. So I guess, where do we want to start? Do we want to pick a particular example and well, start going from there? About- so I was thinking to, to just sort of level set where I'm at with this. I want to tell you guys, there is something that I like. Oh, gosh. I like okay. porn. Okay. <laughs> what a I, surprise. I enjoy looking at pornography from time to time by myself. How brave yet and flippant. <laughs> Yeah, I think a lot of us of you know. (laughs) However, there is one thing that I don't like, which is porn in normal stuff. And there's a huge problem, especially in sort of Japanese media, anime, manga, but sort of just pervasive in, in media in general, where there's stuff that is, it just skirts the line of pornography in normal everyday stuff. And I don't, I don't get it as a, as a adult male. When I want to be titillated, I go and I seek that out. I find that as a thing that is on its own. So I I guess besides the fact that there's a lot of anime and manga that's targeted towards teenage boys, I sort of don't understand why it's so pervasive. I thought I had something that I didn't. Um, <laughs> I, I would, I mean, sex sells. Why is it so it, pervasive in pop music? Why is it so pervasive in movies? Like, yeah. Sex sells. I mean, people, maybe we're just. People want to see naked people. Puritan Americans about it. That some of our well, weird stuff, but like there are times, I mean, I guess there's other things. I'm sure it shows up in American comics, but I don't read those, but there's like well, a lot of times where it's like an American but, superhero comic. Yes. With yes. I have. Yes, are... I'm, I'm aware of those. I don't know how prevalent it is <laughs> within the stories where it's like, oh, this woman was undressed in public 
and you get to see her panties and it's supposed to be like a haha funny titillating moment. I'm like, this is really uncomfortable. Yeah. I don't like this. And I feel like that has been, there are times when they're better about that where it's like, I hate it when it's at the expense of somebody. Again, usually women. And that's just, just like, this isn't titillating. This makes me uncomfortable that somebody, it has to be at somebody else's expense to be. Yeah. And I, it's like usually played off for laughs. And I think it's, that one's definitely an older thing. And like, Dragon Ball very specifically comes to mind with that, mm. maybe just because I went back to that <laughs> recently, so it's kind of in there in sharper image. But I think that's a good point because you know when it's sort of a point in the story, like there's characters that are having a romantic relationship, and there's something within that context that's titillating. That it's it's you know it's basically part of the story. It's like okay, you know, like I I gloss over that a lot. But when it's very specifically just for the reader or the watcher, and it's like, this doesn't make sense in the context that we're in. Like, why, like you said, where it's like humiliation or whatever, um, normally for a woman, it's like, why why are we doing this? Like, this isn't serving any purpose. I I don't know. I don't know if I can explain like human sexuality like i i feel like it's in a lot of other stuff it's not just anime where it doesn't really need to be there i mean i i would say my other i don't know what this says about me but like my other big passion horror movies is it's all about killing teenagers having sex women get disrespected literally explicitly but the one thing i wanted to mention kind of is like anime horniness like anime is famous for horniness but at the same time, Japan has like one of the most rigid moral codes, like legally enforced when it comes to pornography and sex. Right. If you basically it is illegal to make pornography in Japan and everybody who makes pornography in Japan has contraband on their computer or it's camera. technically a criminal. Very, very, until very they mosaic it. Yeah. Like, so you can go to jail. Like a lady went to jail for uh, making a 3D. She sent out 3D printing plans for like some kind of canoe that was shaped like her vagina. And they charged her with obscenity for that. I, I know we're all in agreement that that's ridiculous, but just it's I think it's extra ridiculous that they somehow have all agreed that. As soon as you pixelate the genitalia. I don't think it is an everybody <laughs> thing. I think it's just been around and this is what the archaic legal system in Japan. Well, and it's is. carefully negotiated. It's... Like there, there, there are like whole PhD theses written on, on this phenomenon of like porn was illegal. And then people started pushing it a little further to see if the cops would arrest them. And they started pushing it a little further. And so the, the mosaic, I think, is still technically illegal. Oh, it's really? just not enforced. Interesting. Okay, so then this why bad, enforce this is why it we at all? For the 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 journalism and and portion. why not fix the laws? Why not just? Why can't everybody in the government be like, "Hey, we're all adults and we understand what's going on. Let's fix this." Brad, they just sent a man. I say they. The Japanese court system intended to send a man to jail for two years for posting a let's play of a visual novel on YouTube. Like, well, yeah, Jap- but that's Nintendo's intellectual property. That's a real crime. 
The Japanese <laughs> the, the, the listeners can't see you winking. <laughs> the Japanese government is a lot more conservative than your average mangaka. And so yeah, I think and then, there, there's this delicate balance of like, a lot of people have made the weird, and you can't, this is, this amounts to like diagnosing strangers, which you should never do. But, <laughs> um, there is a certain amount of like, it's suppressed. Like sexuality in Japan is suppressed a lot. They enforce uniforms. Everybody should look exactly the same. The The more different you look, the the worse it is. And like, as you know, like from like weird Victorian times that breeds weird fetishes and stuff. You start getting the like <laughs> show ankle meme. Uh, <laughs> all Maybe that that's stuff. what it is. It's like a, one of those like Play-Doh pattern makers where if you could just, if there was no restraint on it, it would just come out normal shaped. But because it has to be held inside so much, it comes out in all these weird shapes and places in different forms. And that was just how that was cooked. And it's extra... Um, I guess explicit or frustrating to us because it's not, you know, America has its own things with sexuality, but it's so it's different than ours enough and formalized enough into a shape that it is extra like provocative to us or okay. frustrating or but, something. So if we go along the, the axis of, Oh, Japan is, is bad about this because they have all these restrictive laws. And so you get, a lot of stuff in normal media that is more titillating, right? It can't can't exist in its true end state, as you've described, of pornography. So it has to exist in little more legal ways elsewhere. I would would be more willing to to sort of accept that and go along with, with down that route if it weren't for the fact that, like, they also have the internet. They all can also (laughs) get their hands on actual pornography. So, like... Well, that's... Half of it, I would say. The other half is in Japan, and it has changed a lot. Like we've seen it in the time we've been watching anime. Yeah, I think they don't. America is more sexually repressed than a lot of Europe, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it wouldn't be as common or as uncommon to see nudity in like a French film back in the day as it would. I mean, like, I think they literally put naked tits in British magazines back in the day. I'm sure I could state that in a more yeah. informed way, but I remember that being, it's got some name. I don't remember. I think, is that what page three is or something? I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, I don't think it's, maybe it is three, but I know what you're talking about. That one um, tabloid. Yeah. Yeah. But so there is, there is an extent where like Japan doesn't have our, our puritanical sex is shame. Christian. They've got something else <laughs> background. Oh, they've got something else, but um that leads to a lot more boys will be boys type of jokes yes of like the locker room peaking and like that stuff used to be prevalent in american media too i don't want to say i don't want to blame the japan um like you the porkies was a famous movie but like those those were still sort of transgressive whereas like i think in japan for a long time a like i think the the kind of like blue potty humor is, is a little more um loved and cherished there than it is here hey oh, Zom 100 that, one of the main characters he wants to be a comedian and his main his bit is, is that he gets naked he gets naked and that's the joke yeah and that and, i was gonna say that could be a little bit of my bias because that sort of humor also translates better because we all get the joke than like mm. some nuanced wordplay 
which is mm. difficult to just subtitle and make you laugh. Just to become localized, to capture the yeah. spirit of it. But somebody just stripping down is like, oh my gosh, what's he doing? But but I definitely think Japan had this really masculine culture where I, I don't think it would be too controversial to say that women are oppressed in a lot of ways in Japan that the West has made maybe some more progress on. I'm sure there are ways that the West hasn't made more progress on. Yeah. But like sexual harassment, I th- culture, I think was worse, or at least it wasn't talked about as much. It was more like private. You keep that to yourself. You deal with it. Mm-hmm. And so you get the Roshi of, of course an old man wants to look at a young girl naked. That's what old men do. There's, there's just that boys will be boys, boys will be boys. And I think that's a lot of what gets into the shonen manga is. So I, I, I think I'm, I'm more forgiving of stuff that came out, uh, 15, 30 years, 20, yeah, older. 30, 40 years because ago. Like Dragon Ball is one where I will cringe at it and I will go, it's of its time. I don't like it, but I can and admittedly, you know, part of that is nostalgia enabling me to know that there's something else in there. But specifically to of its time is the whole thing about like being able to easily access actual pornography because, you know, 30 years ago, you didn't have the internet that you no. could just jump on and look at Find literally anything yeah. at any time. You had to like go to a store and be shamed by buying a Playboy or whatever. But like, why? I mean, and maybe it's just a vestige of that time. But it's like when we have access to naked tits whenever we want them, why do we still want that in our everyday media? Well, here, let me let me kind of attempt a counterpoint um, of that. It, not that it not. I'm still generally against of it becoming like explicit, but I think there is something, as Ben said before, of like sex sells. Like I'm gonna have to admit this again when. Hey, foreshadowing. I'm going to be on uh, Shonen Flop in a couple of weeks talking about Yay. Fabric and 100. Spoiler alert. I don't actually know if I'm allowed to talk about it yet. I should probably ask about it before we put this in here. Um, but Fabric and 100, one of the main characters is a very large woman in a nice sundress and hat with large boobers that uh, kind of looks like Lady Demetrescu from Resident Evil 8. And would I have gotten to it at some point as somebody reading a bunch of shonen, new Shonen series, you know, a year or whatever ago when that series started? I probably would have gotten to it. I'd be lying if I if I said, you know, my reading it did not get sped up by the fact that there was a post on the Super Best Friends Reddit where it's like, hi, there's a large boobed tall woman that's in this new manga. And I'm like, well, I have to look at that now. And I'm not expecting like hardcore sex because it's I don't want that. That's not what I want. And that's not going to happen in Shonen Jump. But like, I'd be lying if I said that wasn't a motivating factor to me to go look at it. And having read all of Fabricant 100, I don't think they ever like sexualize her very directly there's mm-hmm. never just a panel just staring at her boobs or something or nobody I, ever makes a comment they're just i feel like she's that's just different a large beautiful woman um and i'm gonna parlay this into we've talked about this um before but uh going back uh long ago when we talked about tricks dedicated to witches which is a weirdly horny manga that never feels well except for those one or two times yeah. that we've talked about and they're very strange Outside of those, a a surprisingly horny manga that never feels icky, at least to our sensibilities. Right. Well, Ben, it, did you ever actually read Tricks dedicated to witches? I don't uh, remember. 
I did not. Okay. It, but... uh, it didn't feel wanna... icky until someone pointed it out. The, that, yeah, I was like, that was a wait a minute, what? Like, that wasn't in general. That was a really particular <laughs> yeah. spot. Well, so, Brad, have you ever heard the four Fs of biology? Like the four Fs of the sympathetic nervous system? Yeah. Uh, what is it? F- uh, food. Fear, 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 fight, flight, and, and sex. Po- uh, Fuck. We yeah. said this one was going to be explicit. <laughs> no, that's the joke. Oh. That's the joke is it's the four Fs in the last one. Fornication. Sex. Yeah. So I guess the to, to flip turn the question around on you is why do you draw a barrier between this part of life and all the other parts of life? Well, like, the very specific instances where I get annoyed by it, because I have to say, for the most part, or maybe, I guess, completely, I, I've never encountered a situation where there's something like that in something I'm reading or watching and been like, I'm done with this. I, I'm not, I can't No, I just go, really? Did you have to do that? And just continue with it. Um, it's, it, it's an, it's an annoyance. It's more of like a, I don't understand why you had to do that because when it annoys me, it's always a thing where it's taking me out of the moment it's out of place. Don't out of the moment me with your shovelware isekai. I mean, I I'm sure. saying this from a position that I mostly agree with you admittedly, but but like even when I sign up to watch or read trash, when there's out of the blue pornography in it, I'm like, what are you doing? Why? Is, are you describing that as like anything cheesecakey like here's a panel looking at somebody's boobs or no, something? No, see, I mean as much as I'm, I don't really care about it. The occasional fan service is like, I, that's sort of my line of like, okay, cater to the horny teenagers, whatever. Is okay, you've got a shot, uh, you know, full body shot of the fe- this female character, and she's wearing a, you know, a tight dress or whatever it is. Yeah. Like, it's when it goes further than that. Like, like you were talking about when they fall over and their dress flips up and they're in the public square and everybody yeah, and it's gets, played. It's yeah. played for it's played for both titillation and laughs. And it's just like I don't want to see this. Like right. this isn't um, uh, to foreshadow a future episode of when I was reading Akira and there's the moment when they're bringing in a bunch of girls essentially as like concubines and sex slaves or whatever for um, what's his name Is it Tetsuo. Tetsuo? And it's just like, here's a small child. Here's her boobs, drawn like an adult woman's boobs for multiple panels. And it's like, I'm outside in a public area at the <laughs> pool reading this. Did you need to do this? Why are they so lovingly drawn? And it's yeah. just like, could you could you not? Like, I'm, this is a really serious, like, dour story. I didn't, it just felt very, like, that felt comfortable because it felt very out of place and nobody's happy. But it's not drawn to be like, oh, this you know, this vulnerableness of this naked form. It's like, no, these are just drawn like adult woman boobs on a child, on a teenager who's not doing well. And it's just a very, just like a bunch of wires are getting crossed. And this, yeah, this shouldn't, this doesn't fit here. This doesn't feel like it makes sense. And maybe that's the thing with Trick's Dedicated Witches. Trick's Dedicated Witches also has, even if it's not always present. And maybe, again, this is the speaking from my position of like coming from queer spaces. And if I can tell you something about queer people, they are sometimes puritanical about things. They're also really horny all the time. 
<laughs> and that's what that's the energy I get when I read Tricks Dedicated to Witches, except for the spots that we talked about, like one or two spots that are like, what are you doing? Is it just feels like a everybody's consenting, everybody's having a good time, mm. the human form is a cool thing, let's just be beautiful and pretty and hot and stuff. And it feels it doesn't feel like anybody's at anybody's expense. Nobody feels like it nothing feels like violating. It's just we're being sexy. Yeah, I, and there, there's a a part of me that that does actually understand all of this, and I'm just venting to some extent. Yeah, and I I think I understand the main disconnect that I have with it, which is like I I am not you know constantly horny. Like I'm I'm married. Like I am a, an adult male. I can look at pornography when I want. Like. I, I don't I, I am not repressed in any way. So like so, when I have that in my media, it's it's more like you are you are pausing the thing that I was enjoying to do something that is not for me. You know? Well let me ask you a question. If you're reading a romance and the characters hook up, um that is a logical progression of the story. Yeah, I yeah. signed up for that. Yeah, exactly. It, so if they were to show nudity in that, you wouldn't consider that to be one of these things that's too in, intrusive and weird. Because it is not out of most, place. Most of the time, yeah. For the most part, um, unless there's like something. If they were definitely... to have like a full hardcore sex scene. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, cause, also, yeah. Because this is where I'm trying to draw the line between like what is you know erotic and sexy and then when does it become pornography? And nobody yeah. can draw it like... That that is an undefinable thing, but for me, I'm wondering like, is it partly like the shonen stuff? Like when you're reading an isekai and it has, and I don't mean this as like um, an insult or, or pejoratively, but like when it has like a juvenile plot of it's like a 14 year old kid and he just wants people to like him or something. Um, and then all of a sudden it starts going into like weird sex stuff. It's like, okay, well that's weird because yeah. I don't think 14 year olds should be doing that. <laughs> and even if they lie and age it up, if they still draw them like 14 year olds. Right. Yeah. Do we want to, do we want to wade into the, the age land? I mean, I feel like that's a really so, important part of this discussion. Yeah. That's, well, yeah, I mean, when that, is that, it wrong is what I'm saying. Yeah. Right. So there's definitely a line where, for me, it's going from, hey, I'm annoyed by this, but I, I, I get what you're doing because of that sex sells thing, like you said. And you can cross that line into, no, this is actually wrong. And this could potentially be bad for society. And like in general, like the fact that this is like a popular media thing could be a problem. That this is a consistent thing that shows up a lot. Yeah. Um, that was something I wanted to talk about with all this as we get ready to wade into the age pool. Adult swim <laughs> yeah, I mean, out of the pool. One of the biggest criticisms of sex and anime from people who don't watch anime is it normalizes sexual assault. Exactly. A kid, like, a kid growing up watching that thinks it is ha-ha funny funny right. to look up a girl's skirt when in actuality that's crime. Yeah. yeah. It's the... It's the this I was I was trying to express this idea to Brad earlier and I'm going to have an example of a not sexual based thing where this is a thing where it's like if these were one offs, if these were a thing that didn't happen in anything else, you'd go, that's kind of whatever. 
but it only happened once and they set it up in this particular series, so sure, fine, whatever. But it's like when you keep seeing it pop up in different places over and over throughout time of this medium, you go, okay, this is becoming it becomes problematic at that point. Yeah. But if you're only if you're looking at it just zoomed in on one particular case, that one can be not as bad. But taken in the context. Uh, let's freaking the, the, the grayest gray, not the gray area, I guess the gray area for me of like, uh, hi, shonen stuff usually deals with teenagers. It's also written for teenagers. <laughs> usually women are drawn cute. These women are also legally underage, but also sometimes drawn like adults or don't act like children. And, but also you have to think that usually there's a 30, 40 plus mangaka drawing these things and everything becomes very wazy and hazy and kind of like, don't think about it too hard, but there's a lot of, not a lot of, there is sometimes for me personally, I'm speaking from my position, <laughs> a gray area when it comes to like, let's say My Hero Academia, where it's like, here are a bunch of women characters. We've drawn them sexy. And I go, I know these people are under 18, but also they're drawn and usually act like adults, and also they're cartoon characters. But also that defense doesn't always work for other, uh, you know, examples I'm going to bring up later. So it just becomes a very, like, shrugging aggressively gray area. I don't know. I'm not going to go out of my way with my pitchforks about anybody doing anything about this. Do I mean, you think it's different in America? What? Um the sexualization of underage people oh i think it happens i think that, we're i think it's not as much it's definitely been around but i think because usually i think that there's a big difference in that at least this is what i am viewing like the, the way that i see it is that a lot of media in in the west that is geared towards children is uh the, the actors that are in it are adults that are pretending to be high schoolers or whatever. And so, you know, you have a lot of that sexualization, but like you're looking at someone who is clearly an adult saying that they're 16 or 17 versus so, a lot of this media where like a lot of times the adults in anime or manga look like they're teenagers. I would push back just a little bit. Because, like, I mean, I'm sure if you haven't already heard about the the weird thing that's going on with, like, the That 70s Show cast. Yeah. Oh, I don't. But don't I'm not getting into it. that specifically. But because of that, I was, I was watching um, a video essay on something. And they mentioned that on That 70s Show, the, a show that was aired in primetime on America for eight yeah, years I straight, remember. I watched it. Um Jackie, the act, the actress Mila Kunis was 14 yeah, and they had her kissing a 19 year old mm. and she did, they she went did on lie about her age <laughs> and they went on, but okay. They thought she was 16. It's still, I mean, yeah. So then they then went on to have her kiss every guy on the show. I can say it was the nineties or the early two thousands, <laughs> but it doesn't make it that much better. So then my second thing is. Well, in America, if you're watching like, and I'm just old, so you'll have to forgive my examples, but like 90210 or Dawson's Creek or Buffy the Vampire Slayer or any of that, I guess the CW stuff now is probably yeah, the closest like equivalent the um, line for that. So if you're watching like Riverdale or something and they're, um, 
they're, they're obviously teenagers or obviously adults playing teenagers. I would fire back and these are obviously cartoons. Like they're, they're not it's teen. A, I mean, that is an important the one's point. pink and has yeah. antennas. Uh, but like, and I'm not trying to defend it cause I also think it's weird and gross. I'm, I'm just like, I'm trying to gauge where we're at in like, this is an anime podcast. So we got to talk about it from the anime perspective. No, but, but I think it's, a, I like think it's good that you pointed out that it's not just, this is not just <laughs> Japan. We also, America yeah. has this, but there's also similar things, different things. It's just that we're looking at it through such a specific. Well, yeah. And lens. I think a big challenge for Americans and like, don't get me wrong. This, the sex stuff is like one of the reasons I talk about being so reluctant to ever mention. I watch anime. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, but yeah, I think it, there's partly like maybe a little cultural difference where we see a cartoon and we imagine the audience is young. Probably yeah, none of this stuff is in American like Western cartoons. Like they're not. We're getting there. I mean, we got the we had the HBO stuff before they got bought by. Denver, I, yeah. I can't say um, that that's. But like, I, it's I not like I, it's not. It doesn't. It's it's a rarity when it shows up more than just like oh this will exist. I think for for me it's I, I there are very few times when I encounter something like that and I'm annoyed by it that I'm going there's children reading this no it's just annoying to me like <laughs> but yeah but it's not like those things children's animated media there's not a lick of this in there as much but anymore it, I think there's still been to your point there were some everything. Uh, I can think of, admittedly, that one. I'd say, there you go, I'd say it's played for jokes. It's like the old SpongeBob episode where they go on a panty raid, which when I was a kid, I didn't understand what that meant. And that's still, when I think about that, it's still like, how did that one get made? Like, it's so, it 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 tells you exactly what it's doing. And it's played for a gag that the, the characters doing it are like, what are you guys doing? Like, yeah. this is not cool. This well, is stupid. Well, and, and we've, in America, recently had to joke about Every Disney princess is canonically like fourteen. Yeah, right. and yep. why is Ariel running around in a seashell bikini when she's a fish? But then you get in, we get into our anime Wait, side with the, the gray area, where it's just like this is a animated character drawn more like an adult, played by an adult. Like there's nothing. The things in your body that tell you this is a young person. What's the alternative? She could Don't. wear a burkini. Mm. she could she could cover because <laughs> I, I don't even want to see wrist <laughs> i think the i think the implication when you say she's a fish is that she wouldn't be wearing anything <laughs> brad my the implication when i say she's a fish is she doesn't need to be sexualized yeah i will say but of this described gray area is that there is that other end of the extreme that i think we've discussed before where it's like Oh, it's a 300-year-old dragon God, that yeah. looks like an 8-year-old. So it's okay to sexualize her because she's 300 years old, but she looks 8. You know, and I would, when I'm like, nope. I would off. I would be slightly more forgiving of that trope if it weren't for the fact that the 300-year-old dragon still acted like an 8-year-old yeah, girl. Sounds like an 8-year-old, <laughs> looks like an 8-year-old and acts like an 8-year-old, which means no. Yeah. Unlike again our Wavely gray area where I'm, I kind of shift back and forth all the time. Where it's like, I go, I go back to my hero a lot, I guess, but I could point it like a demon slayer or something. Where it's like, here are these animated characters who look generally of age, who are voiced by adults, and that's again aggressive shrugging and uncomfortable wringing of hands and going gray area. I don't know if you're not cool with it. I'd accept that. If you're cool with it, fine, I guess. 
But the thousand year old dragon thing is one where I think I even I will give up my devil's advocacy and say I think Japan has a worse problem than we do. Yes, they love you <laughs> maybe a little little bit too much. Yeah. Oh, I'll get into my I think I've actually talked on the podcast cuz it just I hated it so much. Uh, of a particular example, I guess akin to that and some other things of uh, when I was reading uh, In Another World Where Baseball is War, which is an isekai where a baseball player um, who is someone injured gets isekai to a D&D-esque fantasy world where all conflicts because of uh, the decree of the god is settled by baseball. So he has like the ragtag group that he's trying to get together to like win back all their territory and all the people that got stolen as slaves. And like the first, you know, dozen chapters, whatever, like it's kind of horny. It's drawn butts. It's looking at a lot of butts. Um, some of them are on characters that are maybe a little too young looking to be leering at them in the way that the frames do. But I'm like, okay, sure. I'm looking at butts. This is night. Japan doesn't really know about butts <laughs> and they're slowly figuring it out. Um, shout out to Juju Kaisen. I'll get to you in a second. And then just all of a sudden they're like, we're going to do a training dungeon to get stronger, to train up for the next game. Uh, if you don't get through it in time, you will get attacked by the tentacles. And there's just a page of a bunch of the female characters, some of them way too young looking, being violated by tentacles that the translator, uh, the fan translation I had, uh, censored it out on the website. <laughs> and I was like, what is... <laughs> it was very out of... It was it very was out of place. Out of left field. Out of left... Yeah, baseball. <laughs> And, I mean, that's admittedly, like, the worst example of it, but there was a lot where it felt like the artist is getting by on drawing titillating things, even though the story isn't about it at all. And that's one where it's just, like, this feels exploitative and icky, even if outside of that rape dungeon, none of the characters are, like, leering at one another. But, like, there's the thing. It's, like, the manga panel or the anime camera can leer at somebody. Like, it can be, like, oh, this person is drawn like this. But sometimes the panel can be drawn in a way that it's, like, oh, this is drawn very specifically and you it's like no character is sexualizing somebody but the author sure is well and that was the tricks dedicated to witches thing is the main character is not sexual at all he might be ace Um, like that happens sometimes when you say that and it's i look at and it just feels like it's an excuse for us to do the titillation but i never felt that with tricks dedicated witches it just it it genuinely felt above board and that's what kind of made it great when i reread it I definitely caught a lot of the the author is doing the fan service, being horny, even though the characters may not be. Um, the 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 first witch, and I am a complete failure. I've forgotten all of their names, yeah, but um, she's got gigantic boobs, and they frame them up all the time. But the the protagonist doesn't care. He's not into that he loves magic but i guess what what causes it to not feel like it's leering at the manga panel like that's what i wanted i don't know how to capture that concept of what tricks dedicated which is maybe it's just because it never felt that it was going to do something like that to them i always felt like safe reading it. and it's like oh we're all in a safe queer space here it's nice to look at the human it, form sometimes it might just be because it does so many other things properly that you sort of don't notice it when it's doing the horniness it's not it doesn't feel as icky but like the second girl the the uh the blacksmith the girl one, yeah she's just wearing overalls all the time yeah she's practically naked all the time <laughs> like it's definitely 
It definitely sexualizes drawn, like, those pretty, girls. But they're never drawn like porny. Is that maybe that like? And again, that's a line that is different in everybody's brain. I suppose. Yeah. And maybe so, just for our particular brains, it never crossed that line for the most part. Yeah. So even though they're, you know, they might be uh, scantily clad at times. Sometimes they frame up the boobs or whatever because the situations that they're in aren't sexual. Maybe it also helps that the manga respects all these women and they're yeah. not just like harem things where it's like i'm this trope it's like no they seem to have their own wants and dislikes and goals that they're trying to aim for and like they feel like realized characters and not just <laughs> vessels know, to be gawked at we've really missed out though because the next witch that they were gonna bring in was like the prostitute i don't know uh, this we might be having the, a different conversation i don't know right and that's what i'm it saying it's like well it's it's so i mean i'm disappointed that it stopped anyway but yeah. like Specifically for this episode, it's so disappointing that it stopped because there's specifically a character that is all about sexualization that was coming. But maybe that's what makes that one feel better is that it feels like everybody's being respected and maybe that's just Probably. Me where I come from. Yeah. I mean, I guess to say my point of like Jujutsu Kaisen is one where I've read that the author is specifically like, I'm never going to draw any of my females in a cheesecakey way. Shonen Jump, never include them in any of your cheesecake stuff. And I'm not of the mind that, like, this should be true for all of the Shonen Jump series. But there's something very nice and refreshing about that that I really respect and appreciate. And Jujutsu Kaisen has a lot of really cool female characters in it that I appreciate outside of that. And, like, some of them are attractive, but none of them are, like, cheesecakey necessarily. They're never drawn like that because that's what the author wants. And I can respect that. And it's like, hey, that's neat, you know? Like, Like, if you make cool female characters... To me, they will be attractive. You don't need to just draw them as cheesecakey things that it just exists for that. Right. Like, I don't know. That I found refreshing. Would I want that on everything? No. That's like the opposite of the like, hey, in its own, it wouldn't be a problem. But everywhere, it's a problem. I guess that's what this is. It's just, it's a nice change of pace to have somebody in jump making a series, which is like the biggest thing in the magazine right now outside of One Piece. Mm. So it's just, it's exciting to see like change in big popular places where that where it's just like that's just not a thing in this manga but it's still like here's a bunch of beautiful people like well and that's Jojo's a pretty boy you know you want to look at him when it comes down to it you know the me ranting about how these things are annoying and I don't want it to ruin my media is like I'm not going to change anything it's it's no matter how much I rant and rave it's not no, going to change. No, nothing's going to change. We can't talk to these. This isn't even. We don't. We can't even speak Japanese. And like, I, I feel like we. This is a conclusion we come to with a lot of these things that we we unpack and complain about, and then we try to introspect on stuff. But it's just the, I guess, I feel like this is problematic. But it seems like generally we're moving in a more. Japan is getting along in that way, and I guess in the same way that America is. I guess Have in some ways. S- Especially the treatment of women is getting better over time. Maybe we just got to that a little bit sooner. Not that we still don't have our own problems in America, but I think that's yeah, I part mean, of it. it. It goes back and forth. Like just an example of Japan is like abortion is abortion is free and legal and sometimes encouraged. See, we should get um, on that train. You'd think but, uh, they would make that illegal. They need kids. They need kids. <laughs> uh, yeah, but nobody wants it to be their kid. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, true. Somebody um, else has to have a kid. But I was going to say, have you guys ever stopped reading or, or disavowed an anime because of this stuff? 
Um, uh, uh, in another world of baseball's world, and um, no game, no life, because there was some really icky brother sister yeah. incest. Which, as somebody who's close to my sister, that stuff is extra double icky for me. So, but by and large, usually something will radiate that energy enough that I just don't come near it in the first place. I, I mean, if if you listen to the last episode of Heroin Addiction, what I said about manhwa is true for basically all manga and anime is that I don't drop stuff. Sometimes I will put something on the back burner and not get back to it for a while. But like it's, I I basically only just don't continue things after the first or second chapter or episode. Once I've actually gotten into something I've, I'm invested in that. There's certainly things where it's been like, I'm like, Oh, this is gross and weird and I'm annoyed by it. But that's but there's not a, there's something else me. there. Like that's the, it's that equation of like, is there enough for me to kind of grin and bear it through mm. this to get to something else? And in the cases I had, and I'm sure there's other I don't remember. The answer was no, I can't. Ben, have you had any of those? That's the suggestion oh, of this yeah. question. <laughs> yeah, most <laughs> I, I would say pretty much. Uh, I, basically, the reason I got out of anime and manga for a long time was a lot of this stuff, and. Um, I would say when I was a when I was a horny teen, probably when I was fourteen, I read a lot of uh, Ken Akamatsu, Love Hina. Um, yeah, you've described your, your uh, uh, regrettable books that you still have on your shelf <laughs> yeah. that you wish to. No, dismantle. they're gone. They're gone now. We never got to um, burn. Was it Love Hina? Which one we were going to burn? Chapter you were going to burn of? Love Hina. Okay, yeah. but it's gone now. It's gone now. Dang. I, I, I don't even know out. if I can have a fire pit at this new place. <laughs> um, so. I, uh, yeah, I threw out all the Ken Akamatsu stuff because Ken Akamatsu is one who, like, this is one where it's not just, I, I, I don't wonder about the author's intention. I absolutely know. He has, uh, he's like the spokesman for some group of artists that will defend until they die the Lolita complex. Oh, no. Yeah, they uh, like Japan, the Japanese government really started trying to crack down on the 400 year old dragons. I appreciate that. Um, Japanese government, you're doing something right. And he was saying, I, I think I mentioned this on the podcast before, but he said something about it being the 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 West bringing its uh, its own moral quandaries to Japan. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And. Um, they don't need the West's morality. They have their own. And You can have your like, own okay, culture. Well, can it just not include pedophilia? Yeah. I really appreciate it. I feel like that's a pretty global thing. There's definitely universal truths. Yeah. And don't sexualize children is one of those. I feel like that's a pretty <laughs> easy, keen one to, to, to latch you, on to. You might be able to make an argument as to like what constitutes a child. What constitutes a child? Like, where, the, where the legal age is? Sure, fine, cultural, yada, yada, yada. There's, there's definitely... Certain, there's certain ones where it's like... This is a child. Yeah, it can be very obvious. Yeah, big <laughs> no. I mean, like all of that. Draw the line. Easy line. Prepubescent. That's yeah. most of yeah. the yeah. stuff. That's the that, hard. That's the hardy hard line. That has been like so prevalent, and I actually remember reading. I think this was in um, uh, Pure Imagination. They were talking about uh, BL boy love. Mm-hmm. Uh, it got big and, and it's actually in Japan almost exclusively started as straight women fetishizing gay men mm-hmm. and like they were not comics drawn by gay men for gay men they were 
comics drawn by straight women for straight women. Straight women. Um, and there was some guy who basically started the lolly movement who said, and I don't believe a word of this, but said he did it because BL made him feel uncomfortable. So he wanted the girls drawing it to feel uncomfortable. <sighs> oh, I hate that. Yeah. And he thought that was like a solid defense. Like, he, I he's like no, no, I know it's gross. Image of a manga I saw recently that said he was leading a bunch of um, shoujo stuff. And he said, I can draw better than that. And then I don't remember what he made. This is, this is not an interesting anecdote. But I was really worried it was going to be that guy. I'm like, that guy seemed cool. He got into something. He's like, I could do that better. But yeah, I don't no, think this it was is, this. That's this back in the 70s. That's I awful. Think. I hate that. That's, yeah, I mean, that's rancid. It's obviously a lie because like there are other things you could have do, done to yeah. make those women uncomfortable other than also, the obvious one would have been that. like lesbian stuff. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, not a fan. Don't yeah. like it. Things with no, so, people who are able to consent. <laughs> it's, I have, um, but yeah, I mean, I guess that's like, that was the thing. Like the one story I've heard about the logic behind Lolly was, uh, no, I don't actually like young girls. I'm using it to punish women. Punish and intimidate not, women. I it's still like, don't yeah. like that. I extra don't like that now. That's, like, that's one of my major flex. problems with a lot of this is because yeah. a lot of shonen work that we read doesn't doesn't respect that's, women at all. That's so weird. It's not that hard. That's like, you can still sexualize and fantasize. It's fine. You just have to respect them. It's not that difficult. That's, that's like, so you know that thing that's really bad and no one likes and everybody thinks shouldn't be a thing? Yeah. It's worse. You know that thing <laughs> that if you go to prison for this, people, actual other criminals will beat the shit out of you for? Yeah. On yeah, site? Actual murderers don't want to be associated with that. Exactly. Right. Yeah. <sighs> Does this not crush your brain? Is like, <laughs> if the hard guys are like, no. <laughs> if the insane hard guys are like, I feel like that said something. Yeah. I know. Uh, no, it's so uh, like I like I said I played devil's advocate a little bit here, but I was yeah, I, I appreciate that there, Ben. That's there why. is a problem, <laughs> um, yeah, and it is to to some extent. I do think it is easier in Japan to get. I think the Japanese government doesn't pay a lot of attention to what goes into comics and what goes into cartoons, and in America, totally the opposite. Christian moralists had their fingers and everything mm-hmm. that's why disney and doesn't I, get to make gay cartoons anymore because all the conservatives are really mad i mean yeah. to be fair i think it's hard to get it into tv and movies in america as well not just children's stuff well and i, well, I say queer stuff and not like sexualizing stuff because we don't usually do that in cartoons somebody who's on the paying attention to a lot of cartoons yeah not that we're getting any now between multiple reasons <laughs> We're in a cartoons dark age, guys. It sucks. Well, there's all these anime that are coming That's out. That's why we're talking about all this anime <laughs> stuff. Because they don't have a strike and their industry is humming along mostly fine. Well, I mean, that's probably why we were here. Like, I liked comic books as a kid. And I really like old comic books from the 20s and stuff. If our whole industry hadn't been crippled, I would yeah. probably be a big fan of American animation. Mm-hmm. But yep. now it's... We're kind of Japan's yeah. the only place where it's you get they're making you anything get anime for Superman right audience. now, and that's about it when it comes to non-adult <laughs> cartoons Superman. coming out at the moment that are worth looking at. Yeah. Oh, one more shout out as we finish this and move on to rendering thing because I had it in my original notes for this episode. I want to do another big shout out to Akiba Maid War, that anime that's about um, maids. It's like Yakuza that we did mm. an entire giant segment on that I still love about the intros localization. 
um, uh, a show where constantly there's a bunch of cute girls in dresses. And to my memory of watching it, uh, there is not a single freaking panty shot in it. And nobody's made to feel uncomfortable with that stuff. And I mean, I just except give for them the people being murdered. Big hands off. You see people getting shot. Um, there's a moment. Just, again, it just feels like it is constantly, even if it's silly at moments, are respecting women. There's a part where there's a UFC fight and they're wearing cutesy, scantily clad outfits. And it never feels like fully icky. It just yeah. feels like, well, yeah, this is just what we're doing. This is just this universe. And I think it's just because two women are having strong feelings you about know what? what they're about in the rig and it just feels very like oh of course that that connected something for me uh thinking about like the maid cafes yeah and like hostess cafes there's part there's people who go to those because they're like oh they're wearing the skimpy maid outfits and i skimpy though that's why i love them i think that's for me it it sort of goes along the same lines of like uh, a strip club which i also am confused about but it's more close the maid cafes by and large unless there's one that's specifically supposed to be like that you're usually wearing more clothes than a normal person on the street wearing shorts and a shirt but it's that kind of thing and and i think this connects with my annoyance of um uh you know lewd things bordering on pornographic things in normal entertainment which is like you know, you would you go to a, a strip club, and you're sitting, and you you can just look at these women who are either in their underwear or naked, and it's like, that's it. You're just gonna look at them, dude. You used to have to go in the woods and hope you found a magazine. That was just how the world was, and there's a reason all the hooters are closing. Like this is not, this has to take new forms that are more acceptable. Because again, can one... go for it, Ben. Sorry. Can I give one, like, like pedantic, really pedantic thing? Go for it. I loathe in this anime community the word lewd. (laughs) It is such... I hate it. Because it's like a euphemism. It's a euphemism for what they're really talking... Like, I don't think of lewd as being, like... A lewd joke is, like, like a body joke. You know, it's like a sexy joke. What... What so often people are described as lewd is like just straight up pornography. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because usually I use it when I think about that word in my vocabulary. It's usually when it's like they're holding hands and I go, oh, how lewd. But right. I'm using it. I Not ironically, yeah. but I'm using it sarcastically. Like sarcastically. Yeah. yeah. It's a I, bit. Uh, it's, it's such an old man yells at cloud thing. I hate that. That's not yeah. what lewd means. <laughs> you, you, you guys have made it a euphemism. And now like the most depraved shit is described as lewd (laughs) i agree okay so let's let's ending ending not i don't know if mission statements the word that i want i don't have an ending for this as opposed to a lot of times i'm just i'm still annoyed by these things uh you have no one has uh uh, you know properly walked me through anything this was not an effective therapy session for me (laughs) Um, I just, I guess the, the position I wish I mean, to speak and argue from is... Take my shirt off. <laughs> you can hear it on the audio. Um, you're still just sitting there. I you? think there's a... Brett, I think there is a way to do titillation and cheesecake that isn't icky. I think there is, there is such a thing as healthy horniness. I just want it to fit in the story. Where nobody has to be made uncomfortable or lesser for it. Yeah. It exists in the world. And it just, and I think it's coming again, admittedly through my specific lens of Shonen Jump, 
I think it's getting better at it in certain ways. If, you know, again, the like second biggest thing in there is really keen on doing a good job with it. But why is it that somehow the the portrayal of just absolute degeneracy of Chainsaw Man is somehow like a really good depiction of like oh man we didn't even get the, into that yeah so right at the end no. where like his whole point is that he wants to touch a boob and in almost any other manga it's like this is dumb and i hate it but here it's like i get it and it's just it's the magic of chainsaw man my dude it just somehow taps into some human thing it doesn't because feel it's, it feels like there's something it's not a hundred percent lizard brain there's there is something else going on it's an exploration Power is a full character yeah and not just you know the uh, what's the what's the meme words for it uh a slightly hidden thing of the uh author's fetish or whatever what's what's the phrase oh you know what i'm talking about a barely disguised something of the author's fetish where like certain characters go up you're like you just know the author's just into this and that's why this character is here mm. or that's why the situation is happening yeah i'm blanking on you got to be good at it um but no well, I th- you gotta sneak feed in like uh, tarantino does. and that's exactly it because like even though it's up there in your face of oh i want to touch a boob i want to get laid whatever but like it's an exploration of the fact that this boy has been repressed his entire it life. Truly He's, has was a pathos or whatever, whatever. The yeah. Greek. Like there is something again. That's my whole point of this. There is something there to it. And that exploration of like when he gets what he wants. Yeah. It's not actually what also, he it's, wants. I don't remember it being drawn sexually. Yeah. I mean, he did grope power, but besides that, no. But like, you can you can do things without them. You can do sexual related things. Yeah, without them. Like, I, like yeah. that's the whole like. It's a thing I go back to a lot that I remember. I don't remember who described it. Where it's just like, it's really hard to in film shoot a rape scene that is not some way titillating, <sighs> just by the virtue of it. And it's such an uncomfortable thing to have to approach. Where it's just like, I don't want to be, but also there's a certain, and it's just like. Mm-hmm. You got to make it in a certain way to be like, no, this is uncomfortable. Can I say like, there's one joke in Chainsaw Man uh, when he squeezes Power's boob, and it's in the anime. And it's when she is not into it at all, and she screams "kimochi," and she's pretending to be like she's doing, she's acting the way she's people pretending act to be book. titillated, and mm. it's it's very clearly like an alien trying to do what she has seen the humans do mm. oh my and gosh, she doesn't quite understand Again, it <laughs> a character moment for yeah. everybody yeah. involved that doesn't feel like it's just a moment for titillation that's that's the that is that is what i am asking of my anime and manga demand it's like, i'm here for it we have been watching zom 100 and there's a cute samurai girl with big boobs and i'm excited to meet and i hope she doesn't disappoint yet. me and we'll see. I hope they respect her. So I guess I guess my takeaway is demand more from your mangaka. <laughs> like don't go for the don't for, go for the easy titillation, the easy sale of sex cells. Like make it make sense. Keep prayer in manga. <laughs> they go to the Shinto shrine. It's enough. Okay. And just a reminder. I think we all over, know I mean good Christian prayer. Yeah, I know. I know, Ben. I know. <laughs> just, just, just a reminder, if you're if you're over 18, I don't know if we have any listeners that are under 18. Oh, I hope not. But if you are over 18, you're allowed to just look at porn. You can just do that. Some, somebody's probably drawn porn to the anime characters. Almost certainly. Like, like 99.99% At least. <laughs> <sighs>
so we we touched on this just in the slightest bit in the first segment. But so there's could you say one it was sexy. We we touched it very lightly in the first segment. We roped it. <laughs> well, that's pretty accurate. Oh because god. Because there's one particular part of Japanese culture that I just it's so strange which is this is obsession with boobs and it's it's sort of outside of the realm of oh this is too horny it's it's just sort of all present omnipresent yeah and because i see it now to be fair i don't consume a lot of non-manga and anime japanese media but from time to time i do and even there like on japanese game shows talk shows those kind of things you still see this where like even it's ingrained in women's minds that you have to have big boobs. And that's a thing that even women, they, they, they will grope other women and go, Oh, your boobs are so big. Like, that's definitely a thing I remember in anime. Again, I don't, I don't know how much that exists in, in like, actual I think it's meat space reality. Most prevalent in, in anime and manga, but it does exist outside of that as well. And, you know, obviously, I mean, boobs are pretty great, generally speaking, but like overall, it's it seems like the Japanese have more of an obsession with it. Oh, I think I'm gonna have to put on my devil's advocate hat again. <laughs> yeah, die for it, Ben. Like I love the, I love this middle. The segment number two went from just isekai segment to isekai sensei segment. <laughs> well, um, why? Well, specifically, boobies, why can't boobies, a woman's boobies. It's all guys think about these days. Well, they're idiots. Show me a boob man and I'll show you a no brain, no class knuckle dragger who knows nothing of the fairer sex. They don't get it. You can't take the measure of a good woman just by ogling her chest. There are far more important things. See, if you're enlightened like I am, then you know that the real show is down below. The booty, baby. That's where it's at. Nothing trumps the rump, my friend, and anyone who can't see that is either blind or a fool. That's why I say, enough with the mass boob hysteria. It's time to set this right. It's time to give the ass the respect it deserves. (laughs) Was this whole segment just for that bit? Hello, this was a a monologue episode one of Space Dandy, the English dub. That is from our, our hero, Space Dandy. A, a, a decade ago? <laughs> uh, maybe, yeah. I will still. I, you've heard me on this podcast literally earlier this episode, but on other episodes of it, I will always say Japan is finally learning about butts. They're finally understanding butts. They're but that's per- exactly it. Close. They still think Jennifer Lawrence has like a big butt. She's a nice butt. She does. Don't Tall wrong. women. <laughs> but butts if like Jennifer Lawrence. If I yeah, if I were to like Sorry, name I just saw that like episode recently. If I were to name the most attractive ass I could think of in, in cinema, it's not Jennifer Lawrence. Do you think Japan could handle like uh what, Nicki Minaj and like Anaconda or something? Like would they just explode? I feel like I've seen some Japanese documentaries that make me think that sh- they, they probably welcome it, at least in okay. some circles. Okay. I don't think they have an a problem <laughs> with getting sillier. Please understand. I, I think it's. <laughs> Please understand. We're. Be, I'm becoming sillier. I just. I, I think don't know it's. What Brad's up to. But. It's more the obsession with boobs. 
We had a like, whole restaurant. Opai fucking One Punch Man wears it on his shirt. Yeah. The reason that that monologue from Space Dandy is hilarious is in part because of the Japanese obsession with boobs. Like, it wouldn't be as culturally uh, shocking for that to be the first thing that he says in the whole show if there wasn't an obsession like that. And, you know, I, there's there's certain parts of, of the, the sexuality of cultures that makes sense to me because of cultural factors. The whole thing with Japanese pornography and, and like being oppressed and after World War II and all that stuff. But like, what is it specifically about boobs that became the thing? Brad, we're an anime and manga podcast. I don't know. Ben, do you have your devil's advocate notes? Your point? I, I don't think Japan is any more or less obsessed with boobs than anyone else. Really? I think we just have a really particular... I think it's, it comes back to the stuff we talked about in segment one. I think we just have a really particular window about it. And also, I can't I, think of... I don't want to... I think there's a little something there of the whole my point of their figuring out butts more and more, but like not enough to get up about... I can't think of any Western media where... Uh, you know, women just get groped by other women because they have big boobs or the main character is walking around in a sweatshirt that just says boobs on it. Well, I think that goes back a little bit to like, I don't think it's as socially acceptable for us to say it, but they did have to pretend that the nipples in the Hooters sign were owl eyes. He makes a point. We are, (laughs) <laughs> Both America and Japan are puritanical about sex, but in yeah. different ways. So yeah. it, each of us probably looks at the other one and goes, oh my gosh, you're so, you know. Like, like I honestly think if you were to wear a shirt around. about these things. I don't know. This is changing, I guess. But like, oh, yeah, if you were yeah. to wear a shirt around that said boobs on it, or like female body inspector, even that, something like as, as like. Oh, you would be looked at. So you'd be looked at. I yeah. would not want to talk to you. But. Women walk around in sweatpants and and shorts that say juicy on them. I have a pair of booty shorts that says, oh, shoot, it's a line from Darkest Dungeon. What is it? Overconfidence is a slow and serious, uh, but serious killer. No, (laughs) that's not it. Whatever that Darkest Dungeon line is. Like, (laughs) I also just like funny, weird messages that don't belong. I think there's like those booty shorts that are like uh, nuclear radiation, like safety phrases or something. I don't Mm, remember. But I'd put it this way. I don't think... I I think the average Japanese person's attitude towards like groping breasts or or breast envy or or all that stuff, I think that is they're probably about as awkward, if not more awkward than the average American, in terms of like going up to somebody and commenting on it. Yeah. Um, but I would say when it comes to the otaku types who have no shame. Uh, America and Japan are pretty even, I think. I had a friend who had a mouse pad that was two boobs and he insisted like, you know, where the like wrist rest to present, prevent yeah. like carpal but tunnel. Wasn't it yeah. an anime character? Uh, yeah, it probably was. But my point is <laughs> he think. bought it and he was as American as any of us, unfortunately. Uh, like it sells just as well here. It's just, you can't make that here. Yeah, somebody would shut you down. <laughs> I mean, you probably can now, but like, and, yeah. and now I you have like Adam and Eve. A fan-made one that was Donkey Kong, and his pecs are the wrist. I spot. saw one that was Zoro. Zoro. I know yeah. there was also another one of Zarya from Overwatch, and it's her biceps. But we had like uh, 
Vampirella. We yeah, had Stripa. Um, Stri- not Stripperella. 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 Barbarella. Barbara. A lot of Ellas. Uh, <laughs> Ellas. Yeah. Ellas. We had all of those, and they they all had gigantic boobs. Um, Pamela Anderson. That was like her whole career. That's a we're good point. Just, it's, again, it's like we learned with segment one and one. Some ways we are ahead of the curve, and yeah. some ways we're behind the curve, but not that by that far. Like I guess we still through exploration yeah. of the booty. We're well, just ahead of the curve a, on Japan, but we are also behind in, compared to some other places. In America, it like I vividly remember a conversation when I was in the seventh grade of <laughs> some people sitting next to me just having figured out that the Japanese make cartoon porn. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, can you imagine that? A cartoon that's pornography yeah oh my god and i in the 20s yeah and like i was way ahead of the curve on that but yeah we got we that shit got shut down and in japan it didn't get shut down but that doesn't mean the demand doesn't exist in the united states it's just no one was allowed to supply it yeah i guess yeah there's our thing in america because that's the whole thing it's because like that's the thing is like you can go back into the 20s and 30s and find lewd cartoons but they just stop happening because Either they didn't make or they weren't getting made because and the Hayes, I don't remember if the Hayes Code is the animation, but like there was a bunch of crackdown on all of that in American media, and that's why you don't see those things. Mm-hmm. Or I think it was American, like illegal until like the seventies. American culture in general sees cartoons as something for children, and therefore even back sexualizing then when cartoons were new. Yeah, sexualizing a cartoon is more depraved. In, in, like, our culture's morality. Maybe I'm wrong. I mean, well, I give think, me your comments if you disagree. I think in the beginning, but... I think you were right to an extent. I think in the beginning they didn't because it was, like, everybody saw cartoons because they played before the movies you saw. At least to my knowledge, I've never been in the 30s or the 20s, so I can't speak to it 100% accurately, but none of us have. But, like, it was the general thing of, you know, again, I go to the Hayes Code where it's, like, even in live-action stuff, it's, like, you can't show crime stuff, or if you do, they always have to be losing um, if there's a couple, they can't sleep in the same bed. They have to sleep in different beds. Like there was all this archaic stuff that was related to that thing that we had in America, but it was before all of our time, but we're still living in some level of the, the, you know, the outcomes of those things because certain threads, certain branches of that tree got trimmed down or got held back for a really long time. Mm. It's, you know. The, the tree grows in different ways depending on what you cut and what you hold back and what you let grow and it can take different shapes from place to place and that's how it is. I have Weird. had people from India ask me um, if we thought bikinis were like as indecent as they did. <laughs> I forget how they phrased the question to me but it was like we don't have that in India. Women don't walk around the beach in bikinis. And um, they were asking me, like, basically, if it was, like, your wife or your sister or something, would you be okay with her wearing a bikini? And I said, yeah, because to me, like, that's just what you wear at the beach. Like, it's just – you see it yeah. so much. You, I, I'm, I, I don't see it as, like, a, a taboo or, or sexy. Like, I know they're not – There's also the trying danger to be sexy. involved. Like, the danger – I'm no, I'm serious. Like, have you ever seen the videos of, of like white tourists that go to 
Bangladesh or India or whatever. And they're like sitting on a beach and they're just surrounded by people just staring at them. Well, cause they don't see it. And like, I'm, that's not polite at all. But what I'm saying is like to the Indian person, our culture is obsessed with women's bodies because we sell bikinis and we advertise bikinis and they're on every magazine. And I mean, I can see how they, how they might, but you know, to us, it, yeah, opinion, but to us but, it is normalized, but in certain ways of the Japanese stuff, it's not. So it is alien to us, but it's also to us, I, and I it just seems obsessive, but it's not. It's I think it's, different. it's something that they wouldn't be able to do if, you know, an, an Indian woman showed up on an Indian beach in a bikini, she would probably be in danger. Now, obviously, yeah, but there was a time that was true in America too, right? Well, it's just a cultural difference, right? Again, but where I'm going, different countries, I'm, different people, are <laughs> different parts of the curve. In where I'm going places. with it is, I think the uh, boob obsession, like the One Punch Man wearing a boob shirt and the the like boob honking and stuff, I think it's in the similar. I, I sometimes wonder if it's as sexual as we interpret it. I don't think it or is. If it's just the, like I, blue comedy. I, yeah, yeah, I think it's played yeah. for a joke. I mean, that yeah, he's wearing a hoodie that says boobs on it. It says Opi, but it's, it has a picture it says of boobs on it. And yeah, there's comic, the, the little lines yeah, that, with the like lot, little dots. But yeah, it's obviously a it's joke. A, it's in played that for context. a gag, but it's also strange. But there are also us. contexts in uh, certain series where. Like the women go into the bath together and then the one grabs the other one's boobs yeah, from behind. She's like, oh, they're so big. Male, I wish I had these. It's usually written by a male author. Yeah, probably. Acting their, again, the author's barely disguised fetish. Yeah. Or sexual desire. But you're, you're expanding that out to a nation. It's also, work. you know, it's framed specifically around the breasts. Like they aren't feeling each other up in other ways you know brad how long have you been thinking about this oh i think about it all the time <laughs> i like that you're like none of this, has ever, none of this icky sexual stuff has ever stopped me from reading anything also boobs i can't stop thinking about i can't stop thinking about japan thinking about boobs well i, mean, I think like there's to an extent I, I agree with you on that one because i was not aware that breast envy was like a fetish Mm. until two years ago. <laughs> and and from what I understand, I'm going to old man explain this to you guys. Breast envy is a fetish where a man wants to look at a woman being insecure about her breasts. That is so specific. Yeah, I know it, more it is. specific ones than that. So that one, is, <laughs> that's chi- that one's child's play when it comes to kinks, but it's still strange. Like if you if you if you've seen any of this stuff in anime or manga, as soon as Ben says that, you're like, oh yeah, of course, it that's exactly what it is. But it's still, it's it seems so specific. Like you you talk about oh he's got a foot fetish. It's like okay, I mean yeah, I can see that. Like, Category tags but then, have like, to be born from something. Right. I was thinking about that recently, which this is somewhat anime related. This is, I mean, I think I'm thinking of cartoons and like children's media where it's just like. Did somebody have this from something from before even that and put it in there? Or were these just in there and enough people got, quote unquote, activated by this that it became something that enough people, this became their thing? Yeah. I, th- I think there's a Like reality. all the weird stuff. I, I could point to literally almost any episode of like Totally Spies, but there's like a general <laughs> hit list of like strange kinks that I can go. This showed up in old cartoons a lot. And when I say old <laughs> cartoons, I mean like from the 90s. 
And there's just like, so oh, that's why these are tags. The kids grew up with it, and then... But yeah, but my question is, <laughs> did the people making it, did one of them have it and sneak it in? Ooh, or was yeah. it just like... Because then it's like, where did they get that? Like, okay. are people getting, like, genuinely, I guess to bring it back to freaking Japanese culture a little bit, like, are did people get a macro fetish from Godzilla? Or was there something before that? Or was that their <laughs> oh, start? And then God. they went on to make stuff, and then they passed it on to the next generation in a different but similar form. See the thing everybody points out with the Disney's Robin Hood making a bunch of people a furry. Like, that is an activation piece of media. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you've never maybe. seen a furry, then you wouldn't know to be attracted to it. If you're you taking this in at a time that is very formative, where just two pieces can rub together, I'm talking metaphorically, um, and just ignite that fire in your brain for essentially ever, where, and the meaning is just very strange and explicit, specific to you. It's like, where does that... Oh, yeah, no. Does it start... Did somebody... Because it's like there's more of that now because there's more things to be activated by as a kid it, because cartoons and children's media or just media in general is there's just more of everything there was than in the 50s or in the 10s. Like, I, I what, have, are you, what are you getting activated by at that point when you're living and there's no television, there's no phone and there's no internet and you maybe get books occasionally? I, like I have no doubt that. Disney created furries like yes. they were around before that though but like they, well I mean I mean literally like they generated a lot of them but they were not the patient zero in any state. but the you Egyptians were leading the way yes, in furry correct technology. true enough <laughs> I, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be like it is today without Disney without those old animated movies yeah, but again, there's other things. Like, Even before yeah. that, there was a, a hey the beginning of a lot of animation in the West was a lot of talking mm-hmm. animals yeah. like you know. Foxy Loxy walked <laughs> so Robin Hood could run and be really sexy. Be a sexy but no, I think there's, man. there's there's like a grain of truth, right? Because like, I'm sure women notice societally, you know, accepted standards of beauty that other women have more of. Like, oh, she's got great eyelashes. Probably, yeah, she's got great boobs. Um, and and it's just like guys are constantly just measuring dongs. It's weird, but nobody thinks that's sexy. No. But when you, you're probably right, though, when a guy saw a girl notice another girl's boobs, he was like, "That's kind of hot." <laughs> I want to present just... a thing to you in this vein <laughs> that is mostly a joke, but has a hint much of your thing has a kernel of truth in it. Of a gag that I will always love from uh, calling back to the super best friends, where they talked about there's the boob window, bring us the ball window, <laughs> and he was it was a gag and it was joking, but it's like. That part is not visually available to be seen in general polite company mm. where, like, you can get an f- understanding of a boob. Vision. This episode's getting weird, guys. Getting? It's been weird, but it's getting... I don't know what I'm getting... Starting. I think the mission the statement of this episode was, was let's to get be weird. weird. Yeah. It was true, yeah. yes. This was the Cursed Horny episode, as I described it. I, I guess maybe the thing I'm most annoyed about is people putting fetishes their own fetishes in an otherwise enjoyable piece of media. I can respect you, it if you can if you can tell a great thing and get in there correctly because I've seen it a couple times and I've got, as someone who's got a weird grown up with a weird kink, I've got mad respect for somebody who can sneak them in the way of the way that doesn't feel very alienating. Mm. But the moment it feels like you're just doing this for boner factors, I'm like, ew, gross, get it out of here. It shouldn't be here. So uh, much with all of it, I think if you come in with a very experienced pen and you can 
sneak it on in there good, and you're also just a good at making the thing you're making, I say props to you. Homie, don't kink shame. The pen. <laughs> Homie will kink disrespect depending on the uh, environment, but the pen is think. very powerful. <laughs> I'm going back to like wanting to make a meme cut of like Brad hates fun. <laughs> like, uh, a little bit, yeah. Brad yeah. is an old man. He yells <laughs> at a cloud. I just, yeah, I just, I just wish the women could keep their clothes on. <laughs> I don't understand why I want the women to keep their clothes on and the children women. to keep off my lawn. Listen, if if I'm stop a, thinking about boobs, if a mangaka wants to draw hentai, they should, and that should. Well, what be if they a, don't have time? Because they have a deadline, Brad. They want to draw some boobs. They they would find time. What? Yeah, I know. But admittedly, <laughs> I mean, again, you know, Oda wants what to draw if boobs. What if Bo Hancock shows up and he draws some boobs? What if everything could just be sexy all the time? But then nothing would be sexy. That's that's, that's the secret. The, that the if we were all sexy, no one would be sexy. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think I'd be okay with that. I gotta save a little for my husband, you know. Like, <laughs> well, there you go. Well, I bottle my frustration and take it to the bedroom. I can't be releasing it on all these anime all the time. I think. I think part of the. <laughs> No, I think part of the problem that I have is that I will be sitting there at night reading uh, my chapters that came out today. You'll be titillated before bed. And and there'll be some naked boobs. And now I'm like, God damn it. Now I have to stop doing this and go do something else for a while and then come back to this. It's it's disruptive. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I'm glad you were honest enough to be just very clear about your your process so well now i don't have enough blood to think anymore (laughs) (laughs) honestly i can't fault you entirely if that's the thought process it gets in the way (laughs) so big it covers the screen (laughs) well i do i do have an ultra wide monitor so it fills up my whole desk not what i was joking about brad (laughs) t so I was going to say it's actually a serious problem. He just passes out anytime you see something horny. It's so just big. all the blood. All the blood goes there. And it's like a skeleton. <laughs> no, but uh, I gotta, I gotta, we gotta have like a romance novel thing sometimes because uh, if you think anime and manga are horny, you haven't, you haven't read. What, what all but these that's where no, but that's yeah, that's, that's that's what, what I was Brad's saying. Point and I agree with that's him. Like, it's supposed to be. It. That I've was the read, point. I've read well, romantic smut. I love it because it's where it's supposed to be. That's what I well, signed like, up for. What's I'm not the difference between a romantic superheroes? What's the difference between a romantic comedy and a romantic smut? I mean, like, is Konosuba smut, or should it be? I mean, Konosuba definitely smut-y. skirts the line for me because it's like. They darkness, play, darkness is a fetish. They play a lot of it for comedy, yes. and I I get the comedy, and some of it I'm I think is great, but then a lot of times I feel like it crosses the line, and it's it can get distracting. And but so, is it is it do you this is this is where I talk about my prejudices that usually it's not things that I like, but when it's things that I like that titillate me, I go ah oh, yes, I'm happy this is present here. Well, I think that it's that's probably because you have so few things. I'm very much looking for scraps. That when it's your thing, you're yes. like, finally. So darkness shows up and I go, man. But I like so many yeah, things sure. that for me, it's like, don't mix these together. I'll I'll get this from my other spot over you're here. You're already served. I am a constantly underserved <laughs> market in all things in life, Brad. I, I guess what I can get when I get it. I guess I need to be 
uh, more accepting. I say that, and I've never dropped anything, but I guess I need to be more I know. accepting. <laughs> You've got no problem. Um, we'll continue on. Nothing will stop you. I have to be more accepting for people like you who can't get what they want in as many places. Mm. So I'm gonna, I, I just so want to read you a, a piece of advice. This is my ending lesson. These are my final thoughts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> from fr- it's it's a piece of poetry from one of my favorite scholars, uh, Bare Naked Ladies. <laughs> um, you got to get in tune with Sailor Moon, because that cartoon has got the boom anime babes that make me think the wrong thing. It's been there since the beginning. Sage wisdom. How old were they again? Um. Not bare naked ladies. They were cousins. They were cousins. They were not lovers. They were cousins. Sailor Moon was... Right? Cousins, sisters, or cousins? They were... Well, in the dub, they're cousins. That's what I'm talking about. They're cousins that hold hands. Yes. Um, Kiss uh, kiss each other. Like, families kiss each other. Not like lovers kiss each other. No, in Sailor Moon... So this is is another just weird addendum, though. Sailor Moon, they're 14. Um, All of them? Uh, yeah, they're all the same. All, like all the How old is Tuxedo Mask? This is the make or breaker. Tuxedo Mask is 16. That's okay. In Japan, I believe the age of consent is 16. And that is why, and 16 is also the age you start high school. So 15, 16 is when you're out of junior high and into high school. High school is more optional in Japan. You can just not go. I feel like 14 to 16 is basically acceptable yeah i would say that's fine like 14 17 is when when it's 16 18 things get weird legally but in context i don't have any struggle with that i yeah i think like as a teenager probably three years is stretching it but no you will you will find in a lot of the japanese stuff they start treating people like they're adults when they're 16 yeah in high school yeah and, and that's not that is not normal for us but that is very much a culture you ever talked because... to somebody in high school they seem like at least to me they seem like baby children there is a kid that we have working as a uh junior that rejoined our team recently who's fresh out of college and i feel like i'm speaking to just a completely different form of humanity when i speak to him he just seems like i mean your brain is still jello yeah. till sometime in your mid-20s yeah, so exactly. like what do we expect i i truly like I, I watched a thing same same thing as the ashton kutcher thing dane cook apparently like married a girl 26 years younger than him or something yeah Ooh, gross, and i was no. like how could you stand to be around yeah her? why would you want to <laughs> like, with that <laughs> like she's just telling you about about like uh, yeet and yolo and i don't even know what language they speak anymore how about um then, dan, uh what the french president what's his name his wife is oh like, yeah his, his teacher he's like he married his, his teacher his late 40s and she's Whoa. in her 70s okay this is getting <laughs> macron they got yeah. getting divorced Good. oh really oh yeah. right yeah i did hear that oh you know who else is getting divorced hugh jackman Okay. Nobody cares. It was. It's a big thing on Reddit right now. I'm sure they've Not been the de- I'm on. 27 years. Didn't come up. They're 27 married for 27 years. It's sad. Huge. I didn't read about why. <laughs> Unimportant. I would like to say one final thing uh, while I'm thinking about things that the localizations did back in the day. Mm. Um, that when I learned about it, it blew my freaking mind. That is also anime boob related. That in Zatch Bell. There was a character named Parker Fulgore, who was an Italian ladies' man. The boob dance. And he sang, and the song in English was just, 
hey, hey, let's dance all day, boing, boing. And I learned many years later as an adult that he is singing about boobs and that is very explicit in the Japanese <laughs> version. That is just he talking about him wanting to watch and grab and touch bouncing boobs. And my opinion of him from just like, teehee, he's a funny, goofy ladies man who, you know, is probably projecting a lot more, went to, oh, gross, no, I prefer the, give me the dub localization version of the time. If this ever <laughs> comes out dubbed again in America, please just make it, hey, hey, let's dance all day, boing, boing again, because I don't like him being a creepy, I want to grope women song guy. <laughs> My wife sent me a TikTok of that song and asked me what he was saying. Said, <laughs> he's saying the word he uses for grope. It's literally like grope. It's yeah. not like grab or squeeze. Or touch it's, or anything. Um, like there's nothing fun. It is actively it's, coming it's at a, you. It's, the verb means to pluck. Like fruit. Don't like it. it. Parko Fulgari. Stick to your English. <laughs> stick to your original English localization. People, people decry localizations but that one's that one's one we got uh we got the shadow run which is much better than them just killing people it's way more effed up how did they bring people back from the shadow realm if they murdered I them i did not and in very early dragon ball z dubs they talked about sending people to another dimension yeah instead of killing which was true because they went to hiffle which was another dimension so technically true wait till my hand grows back <laughs> yeah what are you gonna do with it there was a TN line when when Nappa blows his hand off. TN was like, "Wait till that grows back," and I was like, "Okay." I mean, I get I he has three eyes. I watch know. early Dragon Ball Z dubs and see what they that dub with. fucked me up so much because I have I had no idea what the hell TN was <laughs> for for like a decade. Dude, I am so excited to go back and watch Four Kids One Piece. I am like oh, chomping God. at the bit to go back. I I'm yo ho ho took a bite of gum gum. The Four Kids rap is super dope. I've been watching it on loop. It's the best. Okay, we've got we've gotten way out of way off the off the thing. Brad, do you have any closing remarks? Uh, I think I learned something. I, th- I think I need to be more forgiving of um, all this ridiculous lewdness. <laughs> Listen, boobs are great, butts are great. Do not kink shame, merely kink I, disrespect. Again, just to sort of, you know, round this out, I look at porn. It's great. But yeah, I just I want smarter media, I guess. <laughs> what if I had two sexy scientists describing like the theory of relativity in an increasing state of undress? Feel like they'd be very distracting, unless the unless the act of them undressing somehow literally helped describe the topics they were talking. About. I mean, I'd read it. I don't know if it, I in, would... it incentivizes repeat watching. <laughs> mm, but no, I'd be too distracted. It feels like they would also You'd be osmosis distracted. it. I was gonna say, like after after a certain point, you're just like, okay, I know this part, but what is she actually saying? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, today we're going to be talking about a series that I might describe as uh, a problematic favorite. Complicated. It's complicated. So, Fire Force. Fire Force? Fire Force 
I, I really like Fire Force. I know that generally speaking, uh, you guys aren't like, you know, super up on it, but it's still an enjoyable watch from time to time. We have only watched it, correct? I don't think any of us have read the manga. Yeah, it's on my reading list. I haven't I haven't picked it up yeah. yet, but I wonder if we'll get another um, season. I think it seems I weird. Mean, it it should get another season because it didn't wrap up. <laughs> yeah, it's fairly um, popular. It's I've uh, it is. I guess we should describe what it is first, right? For people that don't know. Yeah. Do you want to? Okay. Uh, from what I remember, it is a place where there are. Oh gosh, I'm going to mix it up with the other fantasy firefighting things I've seen. The apocalypse has occurred. The basically. apocalypse has occurred. We're in Japan. There is uh, groups called like there are fire forces that are like part religion, part literally firefighters fighting essentially demons of like people that just explode and burst into flame all of a sudden. But also some of them are like at odds and have powers. And the series is about them finding that. And it's a very, I've described it before, it is a, a very out of time of our current era of anime where it's got big, I'm a teenager edgelord energy. Yeah. For better or for worse. And I think that's why a lot of people like it because there's a lot of people who didn't stop being teenagers and I disrespect their opinions. <laughs> I, th- I think there's a, uh, a, a lot of similarities, parallels to a lot of other popular shonen series like uh, My Hero or... A, a demon slayer or yep. something like You're that building, they build their team they get new powers i would say it's a lot it's a lot like darker yeah and more not gritty but just like at moments like depressing where it's just like all these big uh systems these big corporations and the church and the military like everything's kind of messed up and corrupt right and it's the line i always go back to everything sucks everybody's fucked or i never get that line right <laughs> uh one of the one of the important things is that like it's very well animated. It's it's very well put together show. So even if like the story isn't necessarily your thing, um, you should you should definitely check out the OP and EDs. Oh my gosh, I think I don't think there is a dud OP amidst the. I want to say four and like all of them are. I want to say at least most of them are bangers. Yeah, they're really really on good. Our playlist. The music well, is excellent. The animation is great. Um, you know, it's got the. It's got those pillars of a great anime. Um, and I personally think the story is really interesting. Is it is it the most compelling thing? No. I mean, I, would, I wouldn't I would watch it over some of the other things that we've seen. Yeah. But like on its own, if it's, you know, a, a one thing that you have available kind of thing, I would it's suggest, definitely a good choice. I would suggest checking it out. I would say for me, the um, aesthetic of like, 19 like old 1940s firefighter aesthetic for a yeah. lot of what they wear i really like because that's not anything else it's got a very like steampunk diesel punk look to it and i'm a sucker for that because you can't really get that anywhere else mm-hmm. um also a lot of like church vibes because there's like a whole cast of like nuns that fall along with the firefighters and will say like prayers and i still don't really know if it does anything <laughs> and they don't really know if it does anything and it's all like these systems are again big teenage vibes of like finding out it's like the church is big and possibly corrupt. Wow, and it's like <laughs> yeah, there's a I'm lot of that. Not a teenager anymore. That's not really that astounding to me anymore. And and the thing like it, it's got a lot of fun. Like all of the powers and stuff that are in it are centered around fire specifically. So there's a lot of fun sort of ways that they utilize that to go like oh. This person's special power, um, like I like the one 
uh, the uh, the one vice captain who his power lets him like set uh, bullets off very precisely so he can control like their speed and spin and like make them go in weird directions and all this stuff because he's controlling like the the spark of ignition it's got good battler yeah bits there's a lot a lot of fun stuff like that um so basically for those reasons alone like it's it's worth checking out all of that to say and i want to get all the good stuff out out there initially before we get to the main topic of why it's a part of this episode because there's sexy nuns <laughs> well well no one not just one <laughs> so i've got two words for you which is do you want me, you want me to say it well yeah go ahead yeah i've got two words for you which is lucky lecher which yeah. i oh again an anime out of its era so the nun part is a thing and i don't want to forget that but that's sort of the tamer side of it there's this thing where the nuns go and they have that to like cleanse themselves. Yeah, really. <laughs> I know the bath. The bath thing. You've seen it if you've seen the Konosuba bait, where it's like they sit there and they pour the water over their right. heads and all that. The thing is, they only do that like three or four times <laughs> only. And then there is the one captain who is like, like really sexualized, and everything around her is sexualized. But like that's the gimmick, and I don't know if I that's can the really bit and dock she's points for that. Empowered. Yeah. Um. That's one of those ones where it's like, oh, this is part of the story, so it doesn't really annoy yeah, me. Yeah, also much. it's a base level of anime horniness, whatever. And you could argue that the Letcher, Lucky Letcher stuff is part of the story, but honestly, no, it goes too can. far. No, it's the fucking grossest <laughs> thing. So the bit, her her clothes literally just fall off. So yeah, so the bit is that there is a a character who is somewhat a nun, but also a fighter. She gets like cool, like little fire. Like an ears and a tail, like like a cat or something, and cat like girl, yeah, a fire cat girl. But there Which are just could moments, have been sexy enough, but on also its a own. nun sometimes. But the <laughs> bit is that she will be in scenarios and she will just somehow be like fall and fall into somebody sexually, or her clothes will come off, and or it's like, oh no, I'm walking by my coworker. And I trip and somehow my boobs land directly in his face or like, oh, no, my pants have come off and I'm sitting on him. And the thing that just even more than just saying that concept is that no one in the context of the series likes it. She is terrified and mortified. She is always just like literally traumatized by it. whoever it's happening to generally does not like it and hate it. Like it's just. It's just the worst. No one's having a good time. The main it character. always shows up at times when you don't want it. Like it's not. It's never funny. It is always. Tr- it's weirdly traumatic every time it happens. The the main character who is ostensibly the most horny character in the show doesn't like it doesn't happening like to it him. Doesn't like it either. Which is like, okay, who is this for? What is the, what is the point of this? This is literally just for people who have like a humiliation fetish basically i guess i don't know that's one where it's like i can't now the, i'm sure there's a safe way to do it but i don't like it here i think it i forget who shared this but there's a specific panel in the mod was it you ben who shared that i don't think we got to it in the anime yet but there's a specific panel where she has literally lost all of her clothes and I think that happens in her fights a lot. Too. She's like, like she's just con- like she's just a character that's constantly stripped down, and again is actively traumatized and doesn't like that. Yeah, and, oh, 
I forget. I remember the panel because I photoshopped Dairy Queen in the background. Yes, that was where you run your Dairy Queen thing. There's no background. He he draws her clothes flying off, and there's literally no background work whatsoever. It's just a white panel. It's so lazy. I come back to my. If you want to draw horny, draw horny. Just like, don't make it the worst. Yeah. How am I going to have a good time with it if nobody in this context of the scene is having a good time? It's just so confusing to me. Maybe that's just because it's so, like, consent is so wired into me where it's like, and even if I wouldn't like it, at least you have whatever, at least have her like it for some reason. Right. Like, it's it'd be cheap and I'd hate it, but at least it would be less traumatic in these moments where it's not just like, I roll my eyes and go, okay, I go... Oh, mm, no, like it actively, I'm caused active hit point damage because it's just, it's traumatic. And it's like, it's uncomfortable. All of the other women in the series are treated respectfully. Yeah, There's the, generally. the one firefighter woman who is like really strong. She's jacked. And like, She's great. there's a, I, I believe there's a shower scene with her, yep. but it's done. It's, yeah. it's tasteful. And like, there's in, an important, you know, emotional thing that she's going through at that point and like and it fits but it is also nice to look at and is handled yeah. respectfully and it's so it's like the 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 author obviously has is, something is able to do that and so why is it in this very specific way they're like yeah as respectful as i am all the time throwing that out the if way. i'm remembering correctly from chatter he's doubled down on it even though everybody hates it so i have this weird impression about fire force because this is the guy who did soul eater right I believe so, yes. It's another manga I don't really care about. But, I, and this I could do, be a controversial I liked, opinion. I like the Soul Eater anime. I, I, you know, I think I thought it was fun. It's not necessarily like excellent or anything, but the vibe I get watching Fire Force is like, it's like you've said, it's, it's out of its time a little bit, but also it seems like it's written by a guy who's just a little out of touch. Yeah, he's out of time. He is out of touch. He's not yeah, it, of our era. It feels like he's just trying to write. Like, Fire Force reminds me of half a dozen, I want to say, really generic animes that popped up in a flash and went away in the 2000 to 2015 period. Yep, and that's, that's the time. They period. all had some big conspiracy. They all had, um, you know, weird powers where everybody had a specific thing they could do it's like it, it's just anime stuff all kind of thrown together and it's not bad like you said i mean the music's on point the animation's on point but it, it just looks like a jrpg to me i guess i, yeah. I don't know it just looks yeah. very generic if, if if it did not have the fireman aesthetic that it has like the steampunk diesel punk look if it was just like it's a generic future, or God forbid, it's a fantasy set. This looks like Final Fantasy. Yeah. I wouldn't keep watching it. But I think it's just the look of everything and the concepts of what's going on within that is what keeps me coming back. To, like, I, where I go, even if I had a rough time with some of the seasons, it's like, if they put out a new season, I'd watch another one because there was enough cool stuff where I was like, oh, that was a cool idea. I liked yeah, that. Or, the... This character was kind of fun. Like, I kind of, my eyes glaze over a little bit when they try to get into some of the deeper lore where I'm like, this doesn't interest me. Like you know, I, fights and character personally, moments and growth I, and stuff. I think that the the mystery of like why is the world like this? What's going on? What's with these reactors? I don't think it's bad, but it's a I'm, little too heady for me personally. It's not what I me in there, but I don't think it's mm. I don't think it's bad. It's just a bit much for me. It's like, again, it's got big teenager like I've written all this backstory and lore for this thing. Yeah, all this yeah, thing. Yeah. Like yeah, 
Titanic. That's what I keep coming back to. It's got big, you know, mid to late 2000s, 2010 teenager vibes. Right. And I just don't have faith that he can pay it off. Nope. But that's not what I'm there for. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's, this is one where I'm, I'm kind of in the, the Brad camp of, I don't know. Like if, if somebody put it on, I'd watch it. I don't know if I see what happened. (laughs) I would not, I would not watch it without you guys. Not that I watch pretty much any anime on my own, but that specifically was not, I mean, even as we were watching it, how long ago that was, I was like, I'm watching because we're watching it together and I'm getting enough out of it to warrant keep watching it. I think, uh, I probably wouldn't have started it on my own, but now, you know, two seasons in or three, how many is it? Um, I think it's two because there's four openers. But like, uh, maybe you're right. I don't remember. I am going to watch the next season when yeah. it comes out. It's like, got it. It's, whether it's we watch it together, popular, or not. I remember people talk about. It, I have so. I have become invested in it. Yes, same. It's not it's not bad, but in a world where you've got Jujutsu Kaisen, Demon Slayer, um, One Piece, Spy Family, I don't know, I just, Chainsaw Man, I just feel like good animation is kind of more and more becoming the norm, which is awesome. Yes. You don't have to put Um, up with lesser good series if you don't want to, which is cool. But, yeah, and that's the thing. Like, Is Fire Force doing animation better than Chainsaw Man? No. I don't think so. No. Is it doing animation better than Demon Slayer or Jujutsu Kaisen? No. No. I mean... But I think it's, it's again, I, I'm there because of the aesthetic and some of the ideas around it and how that plays out that I'm not getting from these other things. Here's my hot take. I like Fire, Fire Force. Force more than Demon Slayer. Ooh, that is a hot take. So, I now they're very close. I think, I, I mean, I'd have to see what the new season does because it's been a hot minute since I've seen it. Ha, 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 hot minute. <laughs> um, I think I agree with you at where we are at with Demon Slayer now because Fire Force doesn't frustrate me in the way that demon slayer does and that's i mean i'm gonna watch both of them i don't have to choose Force feels them. like it's going for something really specific and it's just not fully to my taste yeah where demon slayer is just like this is a basic concept of storytelling what are you doing it's that's, not that hard the the, so, the aesthetic of demon slayer the animation and, and and everything i like more than fire force yep. But the story of Fire Force, I like better oh, than I Demon like Slayer. I like the animation in Demon Slayer is better. I prefer the aesthetic in Fire Force because nothing else looks like it. Yeah. Because, again, See, I love that steampunky, diesel-punky firefighter look. In, in keeping with the theme of the episode, yeah, I feel like that. like right now Fire Force is kind of all talk, no trousers. Like, <laughs> if, it, if it does something soon with the story... I'm I could I could get on board with this as potential to be better than Demon Slayer. I, I, even know if I think uh, I'm not sure, um, but I think it, it makes sense because the first season of Fire Force was they put that out and it was like there was enough in there that at the end you could be like, if this doesn't get another season, it's fine. Yeah, like they had a full arc in there that sort of gave you enough answers to some things that. If it didn't come back, it would be like, okay, whatever. The, the, the second season was sort of just a buildup of the world. Raised a lot more questions. It didn't answer anything at the end. Yeah. It sort of just uh, heightened everything to a crescendo. And it very much feels like you have to have another season. It was all middle. Right. Like, it's all middle. And and they raised interesting stuff with, like, the Amaterasu and, like, just... 
but it's one of those things where it's like it's real easy to invoke to invoke myth and religion yeah. mm-hmm. and and now you gotta show me you can do something with it because right. I feel like the payoff of it's on DeviantArt <laughs> the payoff of season two was like new powers right new powers come into the world and I don't I don't care about any of that I, I mean and there were some how good they fight there were some really good fights in season two some really cool stuff going on um, but yeah they didn't they didn't really end it, it sort of just was like and we're going to do more. There you That's go. Why it's weird. Like, I don't know if it's just the thing where the studio that made it is busy and making other things. And like, I'm sure I could Google it and get information about it. I don't want them to rush it out. No, but it just feels but, like it's been a long time. Cause yeah. we watched that. It feels like ages ago. It's probably it's a couple years, two years. Yeah, yeah. It feels weird that, I mean, again, maybe they're working on it. We just haven't heard something about well, it. Well, I mean, we're the coming same way up that we on... keep going. Like, where's our Sakamoto days anime? Like it should be renounced freaking any week now. Do you know our next episode is 24? That's that's two years. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. And I think we finished Fire Force before we started this. I want to say you're right. If not, we were at the very tail end of it. Maybe when we recorded the, the prologue episodes. Yeah. That weren't. Uh, but I remember it fondly. And I wanted to come back. I want I want another season. I want to wrap up. The, the story, I want to see some more cool fights. I want another banger OP. And, I mean, a lot of times for OPs, the the first OP I'm, like, really into. And then the second one, yeah, I'm sort of like... returns. Eh. With Fire Force, it kept up. They, they kept Liberty, it going, I can, so... I can hear Torch of Liberty in my ears right now, which is very rare for a lot of these things. It's on the playlist. I know. Uh, I think That's why two, I know the name of it. I think two of them are on the playlist. It might be them, three. There's like the, no one here wants to see you here. Like big My Chemical Romance Hot Topic <laughs> vibes. And I love that in anime because it's so like, again, it's out of time. It's a decade too late. Yeah. But it's that's what makes it great because it becomes unique because of that. I was just at a Hot Topic it. recently. Uh-huh. And they've got a lot of Fire Force merch. There you go. <laughs> it's perfect. Yeah. So it's probably going to come back. <laughs> it's got to. We'll Google well, they're right selling merch, so. making a lot of this talk moot. Yeah, but I think um, I think it's yeah, like like you said, it's worth checking out, um, just to keep in mind that like for whatever reason, just out of the blue, we're like we're gonna we're gonna do some sexualization here that nobody asked for, that nobody likes, and it's not like it's the only series that does it. It just does it really bad. It does it badly, and it's it's just rude because you've done so good everywhere else. Yep, it's lazy. That's that's the thing I like the least. I don't. About it, it's I don't know that it's it is so, lazy. It's so specifically, I I would say lazy, but it's so specifically wheeled that it yeah. feels like it takes more work to make happen than just like I drew a pretty lady. The fact that the other women, for the most part, except for the bath scenes, which are. Whatever we're out of place, but like the other women are treated so well, except for her. It's just just constantly treat her like garbage, and it's not like it's a hundred percent of the time. Like the the main character rescues her from a a a bad yeah. Like there's moments where she gets like I think there's one where she gets this big like it's this important fight and she's been building and she's like I have to be useful I have to be somebody 
And then to have that bit at the end where it's like, oh, no, I'm naked, just, like, undermines this entire moment of her being strong and capable and this big story thing that they're literally talking about in the scene, so that's clearly what the theme is. And it's just like, why? Why did you ruin this nice, heartfelt moment with this thing no one likes? It feels very deliberate, so I don't think that lazy Laziness is is not the word. It is malicious. I, I don't know. I don't trust this author. I, I don't trust do this I. author. Don't worry. That's, Neither do I. I just wouldn't call it laziness. It's too empowered to be you lazy. You know, Soul Eater didn't really have any kind of weird sexualization like that. Maybe he was storing it up. There's the the most sexualized part, I think, is the, the two weapons of kid death. The two guns are wearing, like, booty shorts. But that's it. But that's just, like, they're, they're aesthetic. So... Oh, there's the cat. I forgot. There's the the cat that's a witch, and she's always getting naked. But like, oh, she's an adult. There's a witch in this one. Yeah. Huh. Hmm. 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 Huh. Hmm. But she's an adult, and also into it. So see, that's again. That's all you got to do. I'm not gonna like it, but I'll hate it less if at least she could be into it. Yeah. I'm not gonna like it, but it's not illegal. It'll be less awful. Consent is important. It'll be less uncomfortable. Have I talked before about how much I hate NTR? You keep saying that. I never remember what that acronym is. Neto Rare. I don't know what that is. It's cuckolding, okay, basically. I think you've told me that before. Yeah. Yeah. Let, just do the bit. She's really into it. Other people aren't. That's the gag. That they're at odds because of that. She's like, oh, isn't this nice and pleasant? And they're like, no, I hate that. Like, again, don't love it, but at least the person it's being done to is more empowered. Yeah. That's all I ask. So, yeah, watch Fire Force. No <laughs> Fire idea Force. how the manga is. I'm sure it's still going. It's perfectly average. I don't know where you read it. Hey, it's slightly above average. What would you consider to be average? Yeah, you're not talking. You're not the greatest. Uh, what have we watched that is average? We don't watch average things, though. Exactly. That's why I Fire wouldn't. Force is slightly above average. I wouldn't allow it. <laughs> that's see. That's why I like. That's why I like Brad's uh, description system because that is correct. If it was just average, we wouldn't. I, we wouldn't be watching it because I would say we're not watching this, or I would be bored. Well, thanks for listening to That Time I Got Reincarnated in the Same World as an Anime Podcaster. We hope you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoy recording. To find all of our social media links, such as Discord, Twitter, Threads, Patreon, Facebook, and more, visit our website, AnimePodcasterReincarnation.com. You can also find articles on various topics, as well as new manga reviews. We'd love to hear from you on any of those social platforms. Or you can leave a comment on the site. You can even just send an email to isekai-sensei-sama at gmail.com. We're always looking for feedback on what you'd like to see from us or better ways to interact with you. If you prefer to listen to the podcast in high-quality stereo, be sure to check out the YouTube channel, where we simul-release all of the episodes. We're also releasing those high-quality versions early on Patreon now, so if you can't wait, you can check that out. Ben, what have you got going on with words about books lately? Oh, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> kind of the opposite of what we're doing here. Uh, <laughs> Probably for the best. The fifth season, it's about a woman whose children are, are murdered. 
Oh no! And she uh, by the husband. Oh and no! She has to go hunt him down and kill him. Oh, um, cool. Yeah, it's not sexy at all. No, they didn't just throw. In fact, in there some is random... sex, and they no, there is sex, and they specifically describe it as unfulfilling, both emotionally and physically. Oh. see, that's the kind of realistic storytelling that I <laughs> <Yeah>. want. <laughs> Uh, Kermit, you got stuff to plug. I actually have something to plug this time. Uh, uh, the much talked about, uh, Shonen Flop Discord that I enjoy lurking and talking in. Uh, I have started a flop pool in there because we are getting a, a crop of, uh, cancellations in Shonen Jump, which means new sh- series are popping up. So I have a pool that every couple of chapters, everybody will vote and say if they think it's going to be a flop or not. Uh, and then we get to look back on it and laugh or go, haha, we were right. Or, oh my gosh, we were so wrong. So uh, the first of those new series, Mama Yu Yu, I believe it is called, has come out. And everybody thinks it's a flop, but maybe you have a different opinion. So uh, <laughs> come on into the Shonen Flop uh, Discord. I think I do it in the Shonen Jump thread or whatever the new threads we make for each new series. And uh, cast your vote and then look back a couple chapters and go, wow, I was on the money. Or, wow, what did I know? Who, who could have guessed it? So... And uh, it's a fun time. It's like a little time capsule of your opinions coming back to haunt you. <laughs> and uh, make sure you check out Shonen Flop in general. Uh, I was on that uh, podcast yeah. months ago, and uh, they're going to be having another special guest coming up here. Yeah, it's, it's almost like we <laughs> talked about it earlier in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks again for listening. And you know, if you wake up in a completely different world, try your best to keep it in your pants. It's time. Ben, I'm going to turn this timer on and I'm going to put it in a place where you can't see it. But I can see it. <laughs> ben enhances on my eyes and sees it in the reflection. <laughs> All right. There it is. Was it good for you, baby? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Shoot, Ben, I don't remember who I was talking about, but I got to drop the anime, the Kimo thing on somebody. <laughs> oh, it's the people that I play. My my friend is running like a One Piece uh, Pathfinder game. Oh, wow. And one of one of the his friends that is playing, who I both love and despise, is just the biggest fucking meme lord. <laughs> and he, he constantly has a new thing where it's like, I'm an old man and I hate this, even though I think we're around the same age. But I... I Called, I went Kimo and I described the situation that I was calling him cringe. Yep. And it felt very powerful to hurt somebody's feeling that he teased that much. Who was like, cool down, meme man. That's why we learn languages. Yes. Are you a fan of Japanese pornography? Because today's sponsor. Hey, or see if we can get a deal with some uh, exporter no. of Japanese. No, 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 I refuse. I have to be really good. All right. Well, in that case, maybe a place that sold body pillows. Maybe <laughs> body Bonehouse. body pillows. That's maybe a little too explicit. Um, body pillows and, <laughs> said, and I mean, I guess I, I own one, boob so. mouse pads. And uh, full-size uh, cardboard cutouts 
life-size cardboard cutouts of anime waifus. <laughs>